0: The tech ranch where we explore the world of living with technology get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets apps and innovations with your hosts the guru of geek marlo anderson and his trusty co-host steve botkin join us on this exciting journey and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content now without further ado let's welcome marlo and steve to the tech ranch
1: you are tuned to the tech ranch Hello, Steve. Hello, Marlo. Oh, wait a minute. Hello, Mr. Anderson. Hello, Mr. Botkin. Movie reference. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, speaking of movies.
2: Yeah. I I know you spend a lot of time watching them. Well, I used to. Not so much anymore.
1: Yeah. I try. Actually, my wife yells at me all the time because I'll put on an old movie. She's like, you've seen that a thousand times. I know. But you've got me multitasking and I'm doing something else and I don't have to pay attention to it because I know it verbatim. I have
2: to admit, I am somewhat excited to get my movie pass. Really? Yeah. So I did sign up, uh, 20 bucks a month for this. And it's like the old movie pass, except it's it's more expensive and, and new. Uh, and new. Yeah. And it works. And it works, I and guess. It works. So they do have, uh, um, I think over 400 theaters across the country right now that are have partnered with them. So unlike the first time they tried to do this where they didn't talk to anybody, and just said, "Hey, go use our movie pass." And yeah, we're going to the charge your money,
1: and then you're going to. The
2: theaters will be happy to see you, and that's not exactly how it happened. But, but yeah, so twenty bucks a month, I get seventy four credits, and if I go to a matinee, it's ten credits. If I go to an evening show, it's fifteen credits. So basically, four to seven movies a month
1: uh, with my movie pass. You know how they say old is new and new is yeah, old, and yeah. things come back around. So your movie pass came back. Yes, it did. I'm kind of excited because apparently word on the street is Blockbuster's coming back. I have not heard this. Now, I'm not sure of what the iteration of it's going to look like, but apparently rumor is some version of Blockbuster is coming back.
2: I, I don't even know how to respond to that because what would they rent
1: out? I don't know.
2: I mean, I could see Blockbuster as a like video on demand service online, right. Where you can get the like app. A Netflix or yeah, yeah. 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 And you can maybe order the movie for a buck 99 or something and watch it kind of like what prime does or whatever now. But that's the problem is that prime already does this along with many other services. So I'm not really sure if that would work either. So,
1: all I know is I was excited to be able to go and maybe get candy again, cheaper than at the theater, but yes. more expensive than if I went to the store. Yeah. Isn't that what the dollar store is about now? Kind of, sort of. You can go there and get the big boxes
2: of movie theater They candy do. They have all the movie theater do. candy. They do. For a buck and a quarter or whatever it is
1: now, but it's still a good deal. Yeah, it's a buck and a quarter store. That, yeah. Not the dollar store yeah. anymore.
2: So we're going to be talking about uh, the gig economy today.
3: Giggity, giggity.
1: So <laughs> you're... <laughs> you're <laughs> Come on, you knew that was coming. You had to know that was coming, Marlo. I did. Giggity giggity Yes.
2: So instead of watching, you know, on uh, watching these movies all the time, you should get busy and pay those credit cards off. I do pay my credit cards off, or maybe save a few extra dollars for retirement.
1: Well, maybe or, I'm not really good at that.
2: I I don't know. I mean, but you know, who can't use an extra dollar or two, right? And and probably right now. It's really an interesting time for everybody because in or, um, um, inflation is crazy, right? I mean, it's come down a little bit. Food prices have started to come back a little bit. Gasoline looks like it's going to be going back up again, though. So,
1: Well, and um, especially with the EPA standards that were supposedly going to be implemented right. for trying to get rid of traditional-fueled yes, vehicles, yes. Uh, and, and that's the push to electric vehicles. Right, right
0: which, which we'll dedicate
2: a whole show to sometime in the future. Yes. But not today. Not today. Uh but people tend to need to make maybe a couple extra dollars. And, Always. And uh you know, times are a little tough right now uh because of inflation and all this good stuff. But it's never been easier to get gig jobs. You know, things that you can work for an hour or two whenever you have time okay. to do this stuff. Let's back up a little bit. Yeah. Define a gig job? Well, okay. It's kind of a reference to maybe music at side one time. Hustle. Side hustle. Side hustle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's referred to kind of as the gig economy. So, you know, back when, if you were a musician back in the day, you'd say, Hey, I have a gig on Friday yeah. night or Saturday night. and It just means that it's a side hustle. Or or you're DJs, a musician or whatever. DJ yeah, wedding yeah. dances. Yeah. It, I got a, a gig. That's exactly right. Well, that term now has been moved to anybody who does kind of part-time work whenever they want to. You know, so if you're an Uber or Lyft driver, for example, you're in the gig economy because you're not mandated by anybody to go say, hey, you have to work from 830 to 5 or whatever. You can just, you know, um, some evening when you're bored, you can turn the app on and and start taking people around town if you want to, if you're a Lyft or a DoorDash or, you know, any of the other food delivery places. I mean, there's all kinds of jobs that are available
1: to you when you want to work there's a downside to that though and that is and it's why well, and i'm talking about in smaller communities that maybe aren't the big communities sure. that have more people that work in that gig economy right um you also have the ability to have an onrush of that gig and i'm going to pick on uber and lyft drivers uh, most notably uh in a lot of places displaced a taxi service yes so the taxi service you knew was, it was there, you, you, you call it up and somebody was there going to answer the phone with the gig economy side of that, with the Uber and Lyft. Yeah. Are you sure somebody's always there?
2: Yeah. And that's, that's an interesting point. And I've had, uh, challenges. I used to take Lyft all the time to the airport and the last couple of times I'll, uh, you know, especially early in the morning, you know, if, if you've got that 5am flight or something, uh it's tough to get a Lyft or an uber to come and get you at that time of day. So you end up taking your car anyway, you know, so you but but you're right. I mean, I think in larger towns it's probably, you know, not a not as big a deal. Uh smaller towns it's it's tough when you have somebody who like if you are depending on Lyft and or Uber to If that's your sole
1: transport, then your sole transport
2: in a smaller community. Yeah. So So my question is the taxi service because of that. So
1: is is there a threshold when you're talking about a gig economy? Is is it population driven? Uh, Because if you're in a smaller population area and you don't have as many people working in that space and, hey, uh, my kids got soccer tonight and I'm not going to work. Well, then what? You know, right now you've over max capacity. And so is there a threshold? There is. Cause there, there's a positive side and there's a downside yeah, to everything. And then,
2: you know, the other, the other, you know, positive and downside to it is that if you did the math. Most people would actually be better off using Lyft and Uber than owning a car. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't have the garage, you don't have the maintenance, the gasoline, the monthly payment, all of this insurance, stuff. you figure all that up and you're probably better off to use Lyft and Uber. So there's that trade-off, too. And in larger cities, you're starting to see more and more people not buy cars because you have the Lyft and Ubers that are out there. But on the other side of that, I'm starting to see, like I was looking yesterday using Turo. Um, I'm going on a trip here this in a couple of days, and I and, uh, was looking at uh, the, where I'm, I'm, I'm heading over to Vegas, and, and there are no cars available. Every service, like Hertz or Avis or whatever, zero cars. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at Toro to see what they have available.
1: Which instead of ride share is vehicle share. Right,
2: right. So I can rent my personal vehicle out, which is kind of another gig type of job, right? I mean, you, you rent your vehicle out, you make money off of that, you have to clean it up or whatever, but your vehicle is making money for you. But what's interesting is the one I was looking at, these people have like eight cars, so they're buying cars. They're becoming a mini uh, Hertz, basically, you know, because they're making money on enough on one. They went and got another vehicle now and another one and another one. And they're using TURL, uh to, I'm guessing they're probably doing okay with renting eight cars out. So that's probably pretty good income.
1: It's a lot of people saying. that, uh, you know, same space that people that, uh, okay, they buy one and then another and another for VRBOs right. or Airbnb. That's Airbnb's. exactly right. it, uh, you have an opportunity to be your own business person and grow that business. If you're putting out a good product and it's again, that's exactly right. Yeah, And I, I was recently looking at this in a smaller community and people don't have the ability to find a VRBO everywhere right. or a, an Airbnb everywhere, which that's another conversation on what the difference between those two are. Um, but again, now are you limited by population density, by a population base. So So
2: I think what's happened like with VRBO and Airbnb is that, um, especially in areas that didn't have hotels, but maybe could be tourist attractions. And I'm thinking, you know, like where you and I live here in North Dakota, a lot of pheasant hunters and things, right? Yeah. So at at one time, yeah, at one time, uh, you could go into any small town and probably find 10, 15, 20 houses that are available because nobody is really wanting to move into these towns. Everybody's moving to the city, right? So now, you know, everything is sold, everything is taken up, and it's actually driving up the value of the homes and stuff that are in these areas much to the chagrin of people who are maybe living there and want to or maybe want to you know, live in these places. You know, maybe you could buy a house for one hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand dollars, and now it's three hundred thousand dollars, and there aren't the jobs to support that kind of house. So then here you are. You know, so I think there's there's good and bad with this stuff. Uh, the good side of it is, of course, that there's probably more economy uh, going on in these towns because you are bringing in these these um, hunters and and whatever that wouldn't normally be able to stay there. You know, so like I said, there's that good and bad that's going on, and somebody's making money off of renting that house
1: every week. All right, so going back to some of the cons, um, and I see not necessarily a con, but more constraints of depending on what space in a gig economy you're in. Now, if you're looking at some cons, okay, so in picking on the the ride shares. Um, you've displaced a taxi service, so now that baseline level of service isn't there at some of those times that, well, people just don't feel like working. Um, what are some of the other cons or pros that you could see within those spaces?
2: Well, I do believe that more people use taxi-like services now than ever before because it's just easier to access them. I mean, you go to the airport and uh, fly in, and, and it's like every tax there's a line for the taxis, And there's even a bigger line for rideshare. Right. So to me, it just seems like it's really, really, uh, because it's so easy to do that
1: more and more people are doing it. Uh, So I think that there's value to that. You know, you think of the infrastructure that goes into an airport. When that airport was built, it probably wasn't designed that way. That is true.
0: The Tech Ranch. Tech Ranch. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson.
2: So... What I have noticed about the infrastructure thing Steve, is that especially at hotels, what, where do you think is the new Lyft and Uber pickup spot? Not the front desk where people used to smoke. Oh, I have noticed that these smoking areas that they have had outside that they've they've made those smaller and for whatever reason now Lyft and Uber is the new place. Uh, that's taking that spot. So Is that I because
1: think, you uh, get a smoking good deal compared to no owning idea. a vehicle? Or? I
2: just laugh about it every time because <laughs> I see people, you know, huddled out where where uh, they have the the smoking signs, you know, on the outside of a hotel lobby or whatever, right? And then uh, they have like taped over them or put something over the top that says Lyft uber now or whatever and then all the poor people that are smoking it's like you know they're over in russia now about 100 feet away from this spot it's just to me it's kind of hilarious
1: okay but but uber and lyft uh, they have some quality standards on the vehicle you can't have an old vehicle and stuff that's correct so i'm guessing they're not going to have a lot of vehicles that are smoking no i'm
2: sure in fact i don't think they allow smoking in any of their vehicles probably not
1: yeah yeah
2: (laughs) But anyway, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I th- I think that I know we're getting into the the, the weeds
1: a little bit with, with gig economy stuff. but Well, um, and we've just been talking about ride shares. Yes. Uh, for the most part, there's a whole lot of other spaces in gig economy. That... There
2: are. And, in fact, I have a list of 32. And I know it sounds like a lot, but we will not spend a lot of time in each All right, of let these. Let me
1: take some notes here. Yeah. Steve's side <laughs> Steve's high hustles. All right. Okay, go. <laughs> there you go. So
2: number one on the list is DoorDash. So a lot of companies, you know, especially restaurants um, that maybe don't have delivery service have, have now started to offer or things Or used like to have DoorDash. delivery
1: service and no longer have delivery right, service right. because you used to call up, you know, whether it's pizza, Chinese food, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. and they would have a delivery driver. Yeah. And now they, they've just they removed don't. it. They yeah.
2: yeah. Now there's good and bad to it. You know, I know that uh, DoorDash, you know, negotiates. With the restaurant. So, I mean, you and I pay a fee for having that delivery, and then they also, the the restaurant also pays a fee for that. I don't know if you knew that or not. My
1: wife and I ordered Chinese food uh, the other day, and I'm like, hey, just in case there's something different, because we always order the same thing all the time, uh, and I was going to go pick it up. I'm like, pull up the menu. She pulled up the wrong menu. She pulled up the delivery service menu for that Chinese restaurant, and the prices were different. Yeah a lot different
2: yeah, yeah it's it's amazing how much more it is now to have something delivered but but if you're looking for but people people pay it all the time yeah. you know so uh door dash part of the new is, normal I it is right. yeah yep so the average person with DoorDash, um i thought they had a list here for how much they make Earnings very depending on your location and demand peak uh hours Around lunch and dinner, of course, your per hour rates will be better if you only work when there are plenty of orders coming in. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. So if you want to make, maybe you get an hour and a half for lunch, you know, for where you're working. Maybe you could, maybe you could pick up an extra twenty or thirty bucks delivering a couple of orders over well, your lunch time.
1: You know, and in bigger cities, because I know some people that have done that, they're going to go get their lunch anyway. And if they could multitask, and because you can go and see where those locations to deliver are, yeah they're on the way going back to work or if they're on the way and people are ordering from the same restaurant or a similar restaurant to proximity wise to where you're picking up your lunch. Yep. Why not? You know, I was, uh, back in another life. I
2: was, uh, the which kitchen, one kitchen manager yeah, for a so restaurant real. up in Minot back when I was really, really young. <laughs> and this guy comes in one when time. That? <laughs> I know so many things in my life, right? And, uh, anyway, he, uh, he comes in and I knew him. He, he was, uh, in fact, he sold me my car. He was a car salesperson down at a lot, just around the corner. And he goes, um, I would like to work just over the lunch hour for you here. And I'm like, well, that would, that would be great. What do you want to do? I just want to do dishes. You know, this is, this is somebody who puts on a suit and tie every day and he come in he just wanted a little side hustle and he was the best person ever. He came in there, he had an hour and a half That guy cranked through the lunch hour like you wouldn't believe. I was so happy to have that guy. So, these, so people, I'm just thinking on the employer side too love these side hustle type of things so you never know you can find you know there might be a restaurant around the area that you can work for an hour to make an extra buck or two as well
1: but not his full-time day job that's right and so you're not having to pay the benefits that go along with that and, and not
2: aspiring to do anything more than make it's a side hustle to make a couple extra bucks to take the family on vacation or whatever it is that he wanted to do with that money right
1: it's kind of like I used to have a change jar for that, but yes, nobody uses change yeah. anymore. Well, I told you a system for that. You need a side so. hustle, I you yeah. did. And yeah. I'm using acorns. it by the way. Are yeah?
2: I am using acorns. Acorns is fantastic. You'll
1: love acorns. It's amazing how fast it adds up. Are you? Are you? Have you already banked a few coins? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And it actually adds up faster than my change jar did. I'm, so thank you, Marlo. Uh, oh,
2: you're very welcome.
1: Very welcome. Well,
2: I told you, I mean, I have, I have like $23,000 in my change jar now.
1: Yeah. That nobody can steal, Your by the way. Digital so, change yeah, jar. Yeah.
2: It's crazy how much it's added up. Um, Uber Eats is number two on the list. So, very much like, like DoorDash. Uh, you can go in and, and do the same type of thing. Uh, number three is Uber itself. And, uh, um, Uber drivers, again, the, the rate that you can make varies quite a bit depending on when you are, driving um after bar hours for one example probably the highest time uh you know around here uh where you and i live i would because we have a small airport i would imagine the times around when the airplanes are landing uh or taking off are probably peak times uh but if you live in vegas you know every hour is probably peak time there well you know and that
1: was actually an issue because i was mayor of one of these small towns that we Uh, lived in, and uh, I would get phone calls at least once a month from somebody who was a little upset that there wasn't a taxi service, they couldn't get a lift. they couldn't get an Uber, and it was at a 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night flight. Yes. Nobody was working at that point. That's why I brought up the the downside.
2: It is a little bit of a challenge for that, yeah. And then, of course, the taxi service, because they don't have the kind of business they used to, probably isn't running all the time now either yeah, or right?
1: just went out of business yeah
2: yeah exactly uh number four on the list is grubhub and they actually have a list uh they're showing that they uh the average person makes 14 bucks an hour with grubhub so lyft uh which is the second largest ride share service and uh, very similar to uber uh their estimated hourly wage is
1: 17 an hour i'm sensing a theme here no theme yeah i i am but you know the for the The first top probably eight or 10 are delivery. They're all transportation transportation based. So whether it's transporting people or transporting food or there's also transporting goods because you can have groceries delivered as well.
2: Number six is Instacart. That's why it's funny that you just brought that up. So Instacart shopping for and or delivering groceries. Uh, So Instacart, you become, you know, somebody who picks up those groceries and take it over Um, 13 bucks an hour. Average this one i love by the way and i've used this a lot task rabbit are you familiar with task no rabbit? i'm not
1: what's a so task rabbit
2: task rabbit uh you get paid for all kinds of tasks right so if you uh for example i ran into a situation where i needed to get a for national day calendar I needed to get a proclamation to a company and we shipped it and it didn't get there in time and they needed this thing so. I actually worked out a deal. I sent a, uh, a print job over to Walmart in that area because they, they had a wide-format printer that I could send it to. They picked it up, they bought the frame, they put it in the frame, and delivered it for me. And I gave them X amount of dollars to do that. This is what TaskRabbit is for. These jobs that, you know, it can be anything from landscaping your your place to whatever. So whatever you're good at, if you have a specialty niche... You know, for you it wouldn't be voiceover
1: work, Steve. No, just so no. you know. So uh <laughs> But I I I could think of parents though. It's oh, like, yeah. I, I'm busy. I forgot to pick up my kids from soccer practice. <laughs> so,
2: there's all kinds of great things that you can use TaskRabbit for, whether to make money or to hire somebody to do that.
1: So, you got to go check out TaskRabbit. If anybody in. needs anything picked up at Victoria's Secret, I'm in.
0: <laughs> the Tech Ranch. Super talk. Back. Don't miss a minute of The Tech Ranch as we explore the cutting edge of tech with Marlo and Steve. For more exclusive content, visit thetechranch.com.
2: So, TaskRabbit. So I've, I just pulled up the website because we, you know, we've been talking a lot about the transportation part of things, right, for gig economy. Uh, TaskRabbit is really, really kind of cool. And, of course, I just got a pop-up over the top of everything here. Uh, but if you are really good at assembling furniture, you know, like like you went and bought something at Ikea, right, and you don't want to deal with it or you went to Sam's Club and bought a desk or whatever, there are people that are listed in here Hurniture, I love IKEA, but it is the bane of my existence. furniture yes. assembly average project fifty two to one hundred twenty four dollars. That's what you'll really make. yeah. Mount a TV, art, or shelves average product fifty seven to one hundred seventeen dollars. So if you're good at like handyman services, yeah. If you're good at mounting a television, if you you know if you've had some experience putting those mounts up or whatever that confused most people, but I've watched one person that uh, knew what he was doing and in ten minutes had this TV up. I'm like. Holy cow. That was just amazing.
1: Now, I follow directions well, but I'm very visual, so I don't read the directions all the time. I will look at the picture. Picture doesn't always match what the product is. Right, right. Home cleaning,
2: the average project, and these are just averages across the United States, uh, a home cleaning gig, $72 to $153. So you could... You could sign up for Task it, Put in there that you will clean homes, and people will will send you their jobs, and you'll get paid to do these things. But yeah, okay, I don't not, dust
1: though. Well, then you're gonna get forty two dollars, I guess. Okay, so, just, as long as there's no dusting involved, I'm fine.
2: If you're if you have plumbing experience, minor plumbing repairs fifty seven to hundred and twenty two bucks. Electrical help sixty two to hundred and thirty two. Uh, heavy lifting. Uh, forty six to hundred and three dollars. Yard work and gardening fifty two to one hundred and thirty four bucks. I mean is that cheaper than the Yarbo? It's not cheaper than the Yarbo. Okay. Yes. And then they have some examples in here. Featured taskers. So Jeffrey C help moving, made fifty-three dollars an hour. House Righteous repairs. Bucks. Yeah. Furniture assembly. The same guy makes forty seven bucks an hour for that.
1: John K makes seventy five bucks an hour by move helping people move. Okay, I mean, bottom line where this comes back to me from an economy perspective yep. and, and people will pay for good service, yes, that's exactly right. These are all service tasks, yes, I don't have time or I don't have the volition or I don't have the tools, which my wife yells at me all the time because I have tools for everything right uh but whatever the case is, does it make more sense for you to hire yeah. a task rabbit yeah. or does it make more sense to? Go out and buy the two hundred dollar wrench set exactly. so you can assemble this and sometimes this and, is actually cheaper right. to do, right? Well, like the discussion we had about vehicles and, and auto shares rather than lift shares, yes. that okay, doesn't make a lot of sense to be paying for something that you use very infrequently, but you're paying insurance and fuel and maintenance and all the rest that goes along with it.
2: And and, and just in case you think that John Kay, who's making seventy five dollars helping people move, he's had nineteen hundred and fifty three completed tasks. So they track the tasks. It's not like he's only had two tasks and made hundred and fifty bucks a task working two hours. This guy is basically that's incredible. So when how you many think was that it. again? Nineteen hundred and fifty three.
1: So say on average a hundred dollars a task. Yeah. So that that's one hundred ninety thousand dollars yeah yeah not bad not bad for a side hustle
2: Juan, uh his featured skills are writing and editing he makes 41 bucks an hour on average for doing that research 49 bucks an hour and then home repairs kind of this weird mix of things but he must be good at doing that too he makes 65 bucks an hour doing home repairs has had 577 tasks that's good money so i'm just saying that if you have a niche if you're if you're really good at doing something, you know, you you tinker in your garage a little bit and and you're good at welding or whatever it is, you can put these things on Taskrabbit and you got yourself
1: a nice little side hustle, or the, side that that. Do, yeah, or the reciprocal side of that. Doing something that you love to do, yeah, or the reciprocal side of that—things that you're not good at then you can go find somebody that's good at. Yes, that either way. Yeah. yeah so that's when my what it's all about. wife because we don't go on date night enough. That I could find somebody to take her on date night,
2: right? <laughs> you might not have to pay wow. a whole lot for that. <laughs> I'm just. Saying. She does make great scotcharoos, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she brings scotcharoos, I'm in for free, Steve. Just telling you right now. So. Anyway, go check out TaskRabbit because I think it's a great place, and I've used it myself. I like TaskRabbit a lot, so uh, I think it's a great place to make a little extra dollars. Um, Amazon Flex, um, that's really becoming a thing in areas where they have Amazon warehouses, and it's just another delivery gig. Uh, You can uh, um, hop in to Amazon Flex and see what... uh, things that they want delivered locally. So this is
1: Amazon's way. Well, that's not just Amazon though, because uh, I, where did I see that? I I believe it was FedEx or um, UPS. One of the big delivery services, I think it was FedEx. They've got a flex program as well now so that they're looking for local drivers for freeing up the big trucks. Right,
2: exactly. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, interesting that you could just, and, and for Amazon, that means that they don't have to ship via FedEx or Postal Service or whatever because they're overrun anyway. Uh, so this allows them to maybe have same-day delivery, sometimes within a couple of hours, you know, of, of somebody ordering something on Amazon.
1: You know, I uh, find it amazing, though, because you would think that the Postal Service would be making more money with more deliveries. Yeah, I don't, uh, Because I, I see my postal person dropping off packages yeah. that uh, my wife may have ordered on our front steps every now and then. Yeah, I don't understand that. But yet they're either, raising so. the price of stamps again. Yeah. I, I don't get it.
2: Uh, 18 to 25 bucks an hour if you want to work for Amazon Flex. Rover, uh, is the, this is fun. What do you
1: think Rover is? Uh kid's game when I was little. Red, red Rover, Rover, Red, red Rover. Rover. <laughs> Send Marlowe on over. <laughs> As I
2: run through the barbed wire fence, I don't know why You were that kid. Oh, oh my no. goodness. I hit a barbed wire fence so hard one time <laughs> cuz we were playing that in the dark. <laughs> well, anyway, it was your
1: first mistake.
2: <laughs> yes, that was my first mistake.
1: That's flashlight tag you're supposed to be playing with. I, I
2: literally still have scars on my legs from oh, the barbs when they were they I don't need through to see them. No, I'm nope, not showing them to you. you either, so. Uh, <laughs> Rover, you get paid to provide dog walking. Oh, nice! Yeah, so for you, this could be interesting for date night because you have to take the dogs out for a walk, right? Uh, yeah, pet sitters who are willing to look after pups in their own homes can even earn more money. So, seventeen bucks an hour for being a Rover, which I think is cool. A uh, company or a, a gig job called Bellhops. Are you familiar with this one? Is somebody gets to carry my luggage? Close. Yeah, get paid to pack boxes and move people into their new dig. So it's a oh, moving okay. service type of thing. 15 bucks an hour on average. Um, Dolly. Now,
1: we've talked about Dolly in the past. So this is D-O-L-L-Y. Oh, not the Dolly. Yes, not D-A-L-L-E.
2: Carries out deliveries big and small, so another delivery type of thing. Um, Currently operated in 25 cities, so it's not everywhere in the United States yet, but if you're in a city that has Dolly, uh, 20 bucks an hour. And you just need a you need a smartphone, a driver's license, and transportation to and from jobs, and a willingness to lift heavy furniture. So, Gigwalk. What do you think gig walk is? Gig walk. Yeah. Gigwalk is? Gigwalk. Yeah, G I G W A L K. Gigwalk is this another dog service? Oh. You would think so, right? I would think so. Work for GigWalk usually involves gathering data for companies about Ah. their products and stores. For example, you might be checking what's on the shelves at a particular shop and whether it's correctly priced and labeled. I
1: think we call that secret shopper.
2: Yeah, it's kind of that way. Um, They don't pay a ton. It's 8 bucks an hour. But generally, the gig is like, you know, if you're going to and from your regular job, uh, and it might be on your way. So then you just run in real quick and see if the armor all is, is priced properly. I don't know why I thought of that all of a sudden, <laughs> but, uh, I guess I have to clean my car. I, apparently it's, 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 dirty. it's so dirty. It's right subliminal. Now. It's more oh my dirty. Oh my goodness. Have you noticed how bad the snow is? Yeah. What I, snow's left? Oh my goodness. It's like, it's not even white anymore. Oh no. It's, it's all
1: just layer and layer after dirt. And I used to like eat snow. Ew. So it's falling down.
2: I can't get over home. I don't know why I'm on that track. All of a sudden I just noticed this morning on the way here that, Oh my
1: goodness. You got to remember, I grew up in the Eastern part of the state of North Dakota and it's windy there and it's flat and there's really fine dirt. So instead of snow or dirt, we had snurt. Yeah. So when the spring melts, you get all this black dirt all over town.
2: You know what's, and and yes, by the way, for those who are listening away from where we live, yes, we still have snow on the ground. I know it's hard to believe April fifteenth, and there's still lots of snow. But well, as
1: somebody that may be listening to this on a podcast in June or July—that's well, we, true. This may still be relevant. Yeah, <laughs> we still may have snow on the ground. It it is amazing how much has
2: melted in the last four or five yes. days. It's funny how we went a hundred and fifty some days. Of not getting to 40 degrees here, not to really get sidetracked here. And now the last three days, you know, we go that whole long time and now it hasn't dropped below 40 in the last three days. I had what, this it's uh, like a
1: light switch just got flipped over and spring is here. You I know? had this formation in front of a, a door that we were not using because it was a construction door at the time. And now I can get back to construction now that the and I will call it this because this is what it was, was a glacier in front of this door. And the reason it was a glacier was because I could see the several layers of compressed snow and ice that form a glacier. Yes. And it was right. two and a half feet thick of ice in front of this door. And then you've got the snow on top of that. But there was definite glaciation going on in front of my door at my house.
2: On to the gig economy again.
1: Okay. You don't like geology? I do
2: like geology. Okay. Just Love checking. geology. So the next one is shipped. S H I P T. See, now that sounds like a geology term. Yes, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> shop from and deliver groceries, home products, and electronics for a company owned by Target. So, 12 bucks an hour. So,
1: you know? if you're in the shower, you run out of shampoo, quick make a call. Somebody can get some shampoo with right, you. That's right. Task easy.
2: Uh, freelancers offer lawn mowing, gardening, and landscaping services. So if you like that type of work, there's another one called task easy, uh, average estimated hourly wage is 14 bucks an hour.
1: And if you don't like that type of work, get a Yarbo,
2: get a Yarbo, which one of these days, one of these days, you're going to hear an ad on this show for Yarbo. I am just in with
1: Yarbo. That's my goal.
2: Yes. Oh, I was going to bring that more in today, you, you're too. You were going to ride it in. Well, today. there's still snow on the ground. So okay, fine. maybe maybe it'll be next and week a now.
1: A couple big potholes on the way to the studio. So that yes. might have been a. Yeah. You're right. Kay. You're, you're next, a mechanic. Next week.
2: So this is an interesting gig. You're a mechanic providing car repairs and maintenance carried out at customers' homes.
1: Oh, it's kind of like that show, All Girls Garage, where they go to different I'm not familiar with that at all. Yeah, but there's, there's a couple of shows like okay. that where okay. they'll go and restore somebody's vehicle in the garage. I'm guessing surprise, they do an amazing job. And yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is. The car
2: doesn't even look like it used no, to. Right? they yeah. pull up with this big yeah. van with
1: every tool imaginable. Right, right. And it's like, Whoa, that's way better than my garage. So, yep. but again, going back to the, Hey, if somebody's got the tools and the opportunity yeah. to go and do house calls on a vehicle, I mean, I'm not going to buy a brake puller to do my brakes right. once every right. six to eight years. So, yeah, 40 bucks an hour is
2: what the average uh, hourly wage is with your mechanics. So, if you're good at that type of thing, you know, you can uh, use the app and, and make some extra money doing that. So, um, education first, what do you think that is? Uh, tutoring service. Very good. It's an online portal through which English language tutors around the world teach pupils. Uh, 20 bucks an hour. You must have at least a bachelor's degree for this. You also need some type of teaching experience, although it doesn't have to be formal classroom teaching. So if you if you've coached or at Sunday school or something like that. So um and that it's done via video, so you're not going to a person's home, so you can be uh you know basically Halfway helping around students the world. around the world. Yeah. That's what's cool about this. So uh you can show up and you know have a
1: So you could have ESL anywhere.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I like that. Yeah, that's good. So I, I teach my dogs to, to obedience and sit. And so if, does that qualify? As, of course. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Marlo roll over. <laughs> he almost did I, I, I swear he almost did
2: still better than the I, chair dancing I, I I thought about it until the chair moved for just a second I'm like I, I was gonna actually spin around the chair but I figured that the cords and the microphones might not be too happy with me
1: oh welcome to Pavlov's Marlowe yes
2: <laughs> this is not good actually that uh, I listen yeah. to you just just See. you know unblinded faith here I guess that's uh, okay uh hello tech so what do you think Hello Tech is? Um uh, Marlo when
1: he gets up in the morning?
2: And by the way, we're gonna have a list of all these at the okay, So people who are, you know, if you're trying to jot this down in the car or something. So uh yeah, Hello Tech, uh contractors provide outsourced tech support to people at their homes and
0: businesses.
1: So I'll be able to turn my printer on. Something like that, Yeah.
0: The Tech Ranch. Super talk. With us on The Tech Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology.
2: So I could see where somebody like me would love to do Hello Tech. I'm just saying. 50 bucks an hour to tell people or show people how to run their,
1: their printers? So it's not actually what you say first thing in the morning when you get up. And that is? hello tech (laughs) it's usually hello google good morning good morning
2: google tech (laughs) and google will respond and say the high today is 42 degrees and blah 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 um yeah so this is if you're kind of techie hello tech would actually be a great gig job
1: i'm just saying and the average estimated hourly wage is 50 bucks so I would pay $50 to have my Wi-Fi printer connected to my computer that I can't get it to work. So you just plug the cord in.
2: Isn't that funny how, and I know you're a little techie, how sometimes it just takes somebody else to look at it to figure it out. I don't know what it is about that sometimes. It
1: takes a different perspective is what it does sometimes. Yep. So
2: you're right. I mean, we all have jobs like that around the house, and, and uh, I think that would be kind of cool to have that. So check out Hello Tech, both if you need somebody to help you and if you're techie yourself and look, looking for a little side hustle, Hello Tech can probably make you a few hundred bucks a week.
1: And that's just something somebody does online.
2: Well, Hello Tech is actually, um, you would probably go to their place to do the, most of their work.
1: Okay, what if there's one in Minneapolis and not here? I suppose you could probably... See, I would need somebody to walk me through online.
2: Yeah, so you'd probably go back to, like, Education First, which is the one that we were talking about before. Um, that would probably be more of a tutoring type of scenario, in my opinion. Um, maybe not exactly, but it would probably be... Maybe Maybe you could do that with, with Hello Tech. Yeah. Um, But I think most of the time, Hello Tech, you're going to be showing up to somebody's house or business to do the work for them. Um, 99 Designs, are you familiar with 99 Designs? I've heard of that, but I'm not familiar with it. I've used this many times. And uh, what you do is if you need a design for like a company logo or something like that, you put in what you're looking for. And then people will actually create a design for you and send it to you along with the price that, that they will charge you for it. And then you get to look at, you know, 99 designs or or it might only be 8 or 10 or whatever, but that's the whole point is that you then get to look at the at the designs that people put together and then you pay according to, you know, the competition that's come up along with the the, the greatness of the design that you get. So. so my
1: question on that is is that still going to be a thing 6 months from now when you've got a an AI program that could do that same thing as well.
2: That's a good question. And my guess is that the answer to that is yes, because a lot of people, you know, when you're thinking about a design for your company, uh, you sometimes have to get away from yourself a little bit to be thinking about it, you know, so I think you have to have that input from other people and that those other people might actually be using AI to create those designs for you because they know how to prompt chat 2 p or, or whatever it is that they're doing. So, so, yes, I, I, it might actually drive the price down a little bit because maybe you can get it
1: done quicker. you know. But, but they I, won't have to deal with the angry AI that says, this is the logo you're going to have right. and you're going to use it.
2: That's right, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so, But 99designs is kind of cool, and I've used it before. Upwork is another one that's really similar to TaskRabbit. I've heard of Upwork. But Upwork is probably a little more professional. You know, so Upwork is a marketplace of all kinds of independent work that can be carried out over the Internet. This includes writing, design, IT, marketing, translation, legal, admin, and more. But these are people who are generally in the business. You know, so I've hired people with Upwork before for shorter gig type of things like designing uh, an app and things like that. But they're in the app business. This is what they do. Right. It's a skilled labor set.
1: It's exactly right. So. And they, so, you're not going to hire a designer, but you need one for a, a little period of time. Right. Not on. Uh, Don't uh, need somebody full time. Right. Yeah. But but it's also not in. It's, it's kind of a little. You're falling between the cracks because it's not somebody that you need for um, a long term employment, but it's more than a project. So, right. you know, that's where that would fit into yes, space. Yes,
2: yes. But for the gig worker, this might work out really well because. You know, maybe you have two or three hours a day that you can put to a project. You're already in app development, or or know about React, a, a programming language, or whatever that you can build an app out. And this company might, you know, might need it done in a month, and you can dedicate two to three hours a day and get it done for them in a month and get X amount of dollars for doing it. So it's a great side hustle. It really is if you're into that, you know, that type of work. So, um, next up on the list is Fiverr. Are you familiar with Fiverr? Oh, Fiverr. F-I- I thought you said fiber. I'm not. Like, That's fiber. part of a good diet. Yeah, yeah. Every day, have your fiber. Yes. Have some oatmeal. <laughs> um, so, fiber or fiber? <laughs> <laughs> see, see what I did? Thanks for that. You're welcome. Fiver, Fiverr. F i v e r r. So, Fiverr. Uh, it started as a place and still is a place where you can get gigs done for five bucks a piece, and you kind of have to start there. You know, and these are small tasks,
1: like, you know. So it's you, like the Fiverr store, except is it still five, or is it like five and a quarter now? Five and a
2: quarter. It kind of is, actually, since uh, inflation has got in there. You have to pay for the, <laughs> the. Uh, um, you could get it all done for five bucks in the past. Now you got to pay for the credit card fees and all this good stuff. But it's still a good deal, and there are people around the world that use Fiverr. Fiverr. Uh, <laughs> <You almost laughs> I want to say it again, yes. Roll over, Marlon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, and and then uh, you know once you get past like five or t- I think it's ten gigs actually then you can start upping your price and offer more and more services so you can be at twenty bucks and fifty bucks and I mean there's people who do web development down there and a quarter yeah uh, I use Fiverr a lot actually for my little gigs that I need to get done for uh, whatever it is I need a I need a a, a web page just touched up a little bit you know so somebody's somebody will do it for me for a hundred bucks you know. Uh, I don't have the time to do it, and I actually need another set of eyes on it anyway because I need a different perspective. So, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good work that can be done on Fiverr. You just have to build up your reputation score, so to speak, and you might have to take a little less money to get started. But once you build up that reputation, you can start getting paid, you know, what you're worth, so to speak. So, so check out Fiverr,
1: and of course, so that's score based then.
2: It is kind of score based, um, yes, because you can't get to like a level two fiver without becoming, you know, getting through level one, getting ten gigs, getting good scores on those gigs that you did. Because, you know, if you're willing to pay five bucks for a gig, you're also willing to take the chance uh, that it might not be so good. You know, the work that's being done for you, but you might get somebody who's really good that's just trying to build up their reputation. So that's that's the thing. If you want something that's going to be great for you. Get somebody who's second level. Then already. you go to tenor. Tenor. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's funny. Yes. Pavarotti.
2: Pavarotti. Uh, Angie. Uh, A-N-G-I. What do you We've think? We've all Angie. Know Angie. Is? Yes.
1: Another worker, little
2: general project. and specialist contractors yeah. to do cleaning, decorating, home installation, handyman work. Uh, A-N-G-I.
1: 16 bucks an hour is the average wage. Now that's that. formerly Angie's list. Yes so now it's angie yes yes they recently just changed they that. did
2: yep yep uh and then care.com care is a primarily a place to find work and child or pet care so 16 bucks an hour offers a number of popular under the table jobs such as gigs for housekeepers gardeners tutors and those caring for the elderly so care.com is another place so and again we're going to have all See, these now, under entre- the table sounds questions. a little nefarious i was thinking the same thing too That's just on their list,
1: but uh, maybe they want people from other They may need to call somebody from Fiverr and rebrand. Maybe maybe so.
0: If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology.
4: The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare North Dakota's young people for life. It's high school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the North Dakota High School Activities Association and the North Dakota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. This is the Pet
3: Minute. I'm Steve Dale. It's Dog Bite Prevention Week, and here's a fear-free idea to lower dog bites next. Your dog loves going to the dog park and seeing his buddies. Maybe sometimes when you travel, he gets to hang out with friends at his favorite boarding facility. Social dogs like yours need more protection than most. By pairing Bordetella Protection, also known as Kennel Cough, with Immunity Against Canine Influenza, we can help ensure these dogs stay healthy. Merck Animal Health wants you to talk with your veterinarian about pairing up for protection with vaccines for your dog for Kennel Cough and the canine influenza virus. Don't wait. Vaccinate. The dog bite numbers up, it's clear we must do better. If you ask dogs, they do tell us if they want to interact or not. It's in the dog's tail that might be tucked, or the dog might be standing stiffly looking the other way, pretending you're not there. All are some signals saying, don't pet me, not right now. We need to pay attention. For the Pet Minute, I'm Steve Dale. AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media
1: station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio.
5: Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. A rally in Washington, D.C. today, organized by Planned Parenthood outside the Supreme Court over proposed restrictions on access to the abortion drug Mifepristone. Counter protesters also there who oppose abortion. Oh The Supreme Court issued a temporary stay, keeping the restrictions on hold until at least next week when justices review arguments from both sides. The Justice Department and maker of the abortion pill asking to keep a Texas court from imposing a ban and an appeals court decision that would limit access from taking effect. ABC News Supreme Court contributor Kate Shaw says it's the latest challenge over reproductive rights since last year's Supreme Court decision that ended Roe v. Wade. This manufacturer says at issue here is federal judges second guessing the scientific judge of the experts at the FDA and if that were allowed to stand it would sow chaos again as to this drug but also
6: more broadly.
5: The Pentagon still investigating the fallout from the leaked classified documents online allegedly through a social media chat room. Air National Guardsman Jack Teixeira charged yesterday in Boston federal court. ABC's Rena Roy has more on the investigation.
6: Right now the big question is why? Was it ego? Was it something more sinister? Well so far investigators have not been able to answer that as concerns around security
5: also grow in central texas today a remembrance ceremony nearly a decade after a deadly fertilizer plant explosion in the small town of west up, officials read the names of 15 people including 12 first responders first baptist church pastor john crowder says he sees a community rebuilding i
7: can finally see what i only hoped for on that day i see our new homes
5: our new schools. Our new infrastructure, our new nursing home, and the explosion was heard 45 miles away. This is ABC.
4: Super Talk, 1270, Bismarck Area Weather. With your
7: forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, mostly cloudy, breezy, a high near 44. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 26. On your Sunday, sunshine, a high near 50 degrees. Breezy on your Monday, sunny with a high near 52. For Tuesday, partly sunny, breezy, and a high of 57. If you're behind on tax payments, call Tax Solutions Now for help. 800-281-8193. Right now, 40 degrees. Bismarck Mandan has a
4: new talk show. It's Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. Join Steve weekday mornings between 9 and 11 for interesting local talk and special guests. Plus, your phone calls. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town thanks our sponsors. Big Boy, Trademark Realty, Silver Ranch, Mandan Sporting Goods, and Peak Automotive and Service. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken. Weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Portions of the following program are pre recorded.
0: Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch.
2: Why is George Jetson the song going through my head? I don't know. Were yeah, you singing you, it earlier a little bit? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of humming. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: hey, you're singing George Jetson Jetson now, and I'm thinking about my lawnmower. Are you yeah. the one you didn't ride in the one I didn't the studio? This yeah. that would be tough to ride in with actually. It's, it's a robotic lawnmower that's about the size of a you know robotic uh, vacuum cleaner. But so. if
1: you had a robotic Dog to ride on top of the robotic (laughs) lawnmower or a robotic cat. Which they make, by the way. They do, yeah. They do. It's got really sad eyes. Or cute eyes. I think they're sad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's what's uh Jetson, George or Astro.
1: Astro. Yeah, we talked about him last week.
2: Yeah. We talked about Astro last week, so oh, I could see Astro. Although Astro doesn't need help riding on something, but maybe he would need to take a break as the house robot, right? To uh, just ride around on the on the vacuum cleaner for a while, or something.
1: you know, where the eyes are sad. Do, 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 do. What they Why? were spayed or neutered? <laughs> oh <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That'll be a thing in the future. It'll be a it? thing in the yeah, future. Yeah. Make sure your AI is spayed or neutered. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it already. <laughs> All right, number 23 on the gig list. And, again, these these jobs, these gig jobs will be at the com. so make sure you get over there. Uh, the next one's called
1: Soothe, S-O-O-T-H-E. See, now I have soothing songs running through my head. Cause like me, George Jetson? That's not soothing. <laughs> what is a soothing you song know, like to ocean you? Ocean sounds and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah,
2: birds, like seagulls in the air. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Flying rats. Thank yeah. you that
2: you just <laughs> took that. You totally that ruined, ruined my soothe. I, well, well, I was hoping for that. So, thank gig, you. gig work for massage therapists. Oh, okay. Soothe.
3: Well, see, that's what I was thinking because yeah.
2: the
1: music that you hear and you go
3: get That's a
2: right. There you
1: go. You were right on target there, that's actually. The ocean sounds. Yeah. And yeah.
2: Deep tissue, sports, and couples massages. So, um, you go to your client's residence and provide them with the massage they want. 60 to 65 bucks an hour. So, not a bad gig. Traveling table will... Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll need your own massage table, sheets, oils, and suitable music. Look See, at you. See, there you go. Look I was on spot on with the music. Oh, I like this next one. It's called Guru. Because
1: I am... guru of geek. A
2: guru of geek. That's right. <laughs> Another gig economy platform aimed at freelance professionals. So, if you're a guru in whatever you do... Uh, writing to marketing, to legal advice, uh, allows you to work for
1: people all around the world without moving from your desk. So there you go. See, now we have to change your name though. To what? You're no longer the guru of geek. I'm the what? You're oh. Maharaji Marlo. <laughs> just so there's no confusion. I am going to stick with the guru. <laughs> all right, Me. fine. We'll let you. Maharaji, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Maharaji Marlo. Oh my goodness. Just There's, not to confuse anybody. There is a certain ring to that. It though, does. It yeah. sings to me. Yeah. Soothing. Yeah. Soothing song. Yeah. I'm
2: going to think of something for, for you now. <laughs> for whatever reason, <laughs> I have Bistro Bakken in my head. I can't what, are you hungry? It. I am hungry. All right. Yeah. Uh, next one on the list is Thumbtack. Uh, connects professionals to gig economy customers and their specific area. Examples of some services include home improvement, wellness, pet care, photography, and transcription. So it's another kind of, um, you know, specialty, you know, if you're good in a niche or something, you have, you know, if you're good at something, obviously you have something to offer people and you're really great for the gig economy.
1: Well, and you have an opportunity to capitalize on it yes, now. Yes, exactly. Although with Thumbtack, I think of Clippy. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Office supplies. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I think that, uh, but you're right. I mean, I think if you if you have, unlike any other time in our history, if you have a skill set that you, you know, even in your regular job, but if you love what you do, if you're, if you're a plumber working for a company and you love what you do, you probably have always been in demand a little bit anyway because Steve or I, myself would call you and say, hey, I got a, a plumbing job. Can you come and do it on yeah. the side? Can you moonlight? Thing. Right, right, exactly. This actually kind of legitimizes the moonlighting that a lot of these professionals have been doing for years and probably expanding their marketplace a little bit. Still gonna probably moonlight a little bit, but yeah. Um Do you remember that TV show? Moonlight, yeah. Moonlighting Yeah with that was uh Bruce Civil Willis Willis yeah. Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, just throwing it out there. Yeah,
2: yeah. Bruce is not doing well by the way. No. So which we'll is no, very that sad. And, um hopefully hopefully that uh um what is it that he
1: has again? Um Dude, it's like a type of Alzheimer's Yeah it is parkinson's something or other but, but they knew it was coming because uh what was it netflix he cranked out like oh my seven goodness it was shows i and was
2: stunned by that not seven movies in a actually, year it actually got me thinking about is he not well yeah because i'm like every time i turned on netflix there's another bruce willis movie well, they
1: had all these projects in the so. queue that were partially finished and they had to complete them because of his health unbelievable yeah
2: um freelancer just like it sounds, like Upwork and Fiverr Freelancer provides virtual workers in all professions with access to a global client base. However, like Guru, there aren't always a huge number of jobs on the site. So it uh, sounds like Guru is, is leading that space. But, you know, you can, why not list on both if, you, if you're looking for type of
1: gigs? Well, it's like a lot of people that drive for Uber or Lyft and then they figured out, oh, I make more money if I do both. Yes.
2: So on top of like gigs that you can do, right, there's also the rental gig economy. So rental. So we've economy. gone through a lot of the service type of things you can do, the transportation type of things, but now there, there's also a rental gig economy. So I can rent somebody to take my wife out for date night. You're just really on this, aren't you? Wow. Well, but if you're paying in
1: scotch your, got your ruse, I'm there. Yeah, I mean, it occupies a lot of time, I'm so, just saying.
2: Yes. Um, so the first one in the rental gig economy is neighbor. Uh, you're not hosting people, but other people's stuff. The app allows you to rent out your unused space. <laughs> yeah, stop laughing. <laughs> I think it's funny too. Including basements, <laughs> garages, parking spots, and backyard sheds. I have so this
1: extra stall in my garage. so That's what this is. Oh, you need to park your boat somewhere.
2: Yes. Okay. That's exactly what this is. You know, so, you know, instead of your neighbor coming over and saying, hey, can I borrow your garage for the whole winter? And you're like, because I've had this happen to me before. Really? You know? And uh, you're like, well, you know, I store my other stuff in that garage stall, you know. But if somebody was paying me for it. See, that's it, why
1: my wife, she doesn't get this. I have so much stuff in the garage that I couldn't do that. So I don't have to worry about a neighbor going, hey, can I store something in your garage? Right, right. See, she doesn't understand the simplicity of my mind.
2: But it's it, but it's not just, so it's in basements. So you could rent out your basement, your garage, your parking spot. So maybe you have a couple of parking spots, like at your office building like, or in something, like
1: a big city. Yeah. So big cities' parking is a premium. Yeah. In a lot of places.
2: So instead of you having to, and and a lot of times this is the challenge. You know the person that you're dealing with, right? So you're like, oh, Steve, yeah, just go ahead and use it, and and you really want to actually charge that person for it, but because you know, the person neighbor, we should a fence or yeah. instead of, you know, instead of getting the hundred dollars a month, you should be getting for the spot. You're doing it for 25 bucks because you know the person, right? So it's not a great scenario. Oh. If, if you have the app, then you can just, I could just tell Steve, Hey Steve. Yeah, absolutely. You can I go on the neighbor
1: a brilliant idea. What'd you come up with? So my wife who wants me to get rid of all this stuff, yes. because I've got a tool to fix anything. Yes. Which she doesn't appreciate when I can fix almost anything, I could store that stuff at my neighbor's and then she doesn't know I have it and I can't get in trouble for having too much stuff. She can't call me a hoarder anymore. (laughs) I don't think she calls you a hoarder now, does she? Sometimes. Okay. Anyway, I think... It's the date night thing.
2: (laughs) Neighbor is kind of a cool thing. So if you have extra space somewhere, you know, you can use
1: neighbor to actually... Now, are we talking just stuff stuff or are we talking... Say a room, you've got a room to rent out, ma- or is that something different?
2: Pretty ma- that's something different, okay. yeah. And we'll be getting to that, like, right now, because awesome. next is Airbnb. What a segue. Yes, what a segue. So Airbnb lets you rent space in your home to guests, which are usually tourists visiting the area, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, matches you with potential renters, lets you interview them and set the rules for their stay. And usually Airbnb is a room or something within the house, and usually, like, the downstairs. I mean, so you you've set it up in such a way that you have a downstairs or maybe an outbuilding or something that they have maybe private access to doesn't interrupt your daily life, but yet you have this space that you can rent
1: out. So does that mean you get to kick out your 40 year old son living in your basement so that you can rent that space out? Or does that mean you can just rent to your 40 year old kid living in your basement?
2: I think either way you one works. You could just say to your 40 year old son (laughs) that, Hey, uh, this is now an Airbnb. If you want to stay here, you can certainly rent it. You know, if you don't want to, then somebody else will. So, uh, hosting an Airbnb takes less time than many other jobs, but it's hard to estimate the hourly wage. That said there are, there have been studies on how much Airbnbs make and nearly half of hosts earn $500 or more a
1: month. Now my question is what's the difference between an Airbnb and a VRBO? So, I'm betting that the very next one on the list is going to be VRBO. No, next one is
2: Turo. Okay, so we'll skip down to VRBO because it's a good question. Similar to Airbnb, but with a narrower focus, VRBO, or Verbo, I believe is how they say it, is a place where you can rent out your property as a vacation home. So when you're renting a Verbo, you basically get the whole home. There's not usually somebody that's living in the
1: same location, and usually a destination space. So either at a beach or a lake, but not always. I mean, or the uh, mountains. I've I've rented Verbo's in Vegas. So is the difference like between a but? But that's a Vegas is a destination, yeah. But place, but, but not for me. Well, yeah, you because work I work there. there. So right. So so when I go
2: there, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but but you know, if I. I don't want to be in a hotel room for the weekend or whatever. Maybe I just want a house to do some work in or have a a swimming pool. Or I thought something. you got
1: comped with the high rollers though. I do, but I do well, get the.
2: I, it's not a high roller situation <laughs> for me though. So <laughs> just was, so you know, that's how it I used get to work. Comped because I, I'm the there a lot. Pack. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I, I see you kind of a Rat Pack kind
2: of guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a celebrity in my own mind. So, so the question is then:
1: it. It is, is, is it more comparable to? Uber versus Lyft, and it just depending no, on what you call no, it. I think,
2: I think there are some homes that you can get with Airbnb, but you won't find them verbal that's a basement of a house. Gotcha. Verbal is strictly a full residence, whether it's an apartment or a condo or whatever, but it
1: is a full residence. So that's the difference. So a rectangle is a square, but a square isn't a rectangle. That's correct.
0: That's correct.
4: The
6: Tech Ranch. spokesperson. Victims justice.
0: As- with us on The Tech Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology.
2: And again, if you want all of these gig economy.
3: giggity. giggity.
2: Lists. <laughs> you just go to thetechranch.com. Can't help us. That Can't would be thetechranch.com. All one word with the first word, thetechranch.com. The
1: TheTechRanch.com, and we
2: will have a list of all of these gig jobs, gig opportunities to make a couple
1: extra. Do I need to spell tech? Because I can. Sure. T E C H. Very good. Ranch is what I put on my salad. I see so Lazy over here
2: uh, laughing and <laughs> clapping now too. We do have
1: a studio audience today. We do. We do.
2: Yeah, which is kind of nice. We're on our we should we're probably on our better behavior because we have somebody else. Oh, if you knew half the things going through my head that (laughs) I'm not saying because
1: we've got a guest in the studio, yeah.
2: But anyway, so yeah, if you like these gig economy ideas, hop on over to the tech ranch. Gig economy, side hustle. Yeah, all moonlighting. We just finished up Airbnb and verbal. Do you and you understand the different stuff? Yeah. All right. So going on to probably one of my more favorite ones, and we started talking about it right away, is Turo. So Turo does fall into the um, rental gig economy space because you can rent your car. You have a couple extra cars laying around. Maybe maybe you have a
1: car that uh, uh, whatever, you know. And if you have a small car, is that a hockey team from Minot, North Dakota? Yes, that's correct. It's a mini-turo. mini Turo. Yes, I love okay, that. If you're idea. a hockey fan, you, you might know get that. that. Yes. Yes. The,
2: uh, um, I, am just thinking about if you have a hockey team and you want to <laughs> rent a mini Cooper to move that hockey team around, Turo is perfect for that. You might
1: have to take several trips. Though.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. But Turo, uh, is a giddy gig economy equivalent of rental cars. Basically put your car up on the site and lend it out for a fee.
1: See, now my question on that is what does the insurance look like with that? Because, Okay, I'm thinking when you if, rent a car with Turo, it actually overhead. adds insurance onto it. Okay, but the overhead, I would think that, how do I get my vehicle insured? Or do they, as a company, when you sign up, have a blanket policy that yep. doesn't affect actually your insurance rates when you're driving your own vehicle?
2: So it, it works a couple different
1: ways. If you have the ability to
2: put insurance on the car for other people to rent it, you can do that. Uh, what most of them are those when the ones that I have rented actually require me to take the Toro package for rent for for insurance
1: because you can opt out if you're going to go to an Avis or Hertz or a traditional car That's correct, rental because you can say that I yeah, have, I have my right blanket coverage in insurance in Yep. Yeah.
2: but in this instance you can actually force the person who's renting your car to take the Toro insurance and then if something does happen then it then the car is covered that way so and generally i think the cars that i've rented that are higher uh value type of cars almost I, in fact i can't think of a car that i've rented that i didn't take the insurance on i think it was forced onto me i had to actually buy it and it's you know 80 or 100 bucks or whatever it is for a week or whatever it's not like it's crazy expensive but it does add to it a little bit. Um but
1: Turo, the why average... am I picturing Marlo driving around Las Vegas in a Lamborghini with yeah, his? Haven't done that. Hair flapping in the wind.
2: But I've had I've had a couple of Jeep Wranglers or whatever. Think cars that you wouldn't normally. My hair, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you. All three of them. All three of them.
1: It's, it's <laughs> but, but, but gone from one to three now. But, but yeah. a lot of people will do that when they go on vacation with of with, they will. with rental vehicles. They're like, you know what? I drive a piece of crap at right. home that's my minivan hauling the kids around and I want to have something nice but I can't afford it normally Right, and I wouldn't because it doesn't practical for my lifestyle.
2: The thing that I think is really great about Turo is that cuz when you when you rent a car from Hertz or Avis or Thrifty or wherever you're renting from, they all seem to be the same, right? Yeah. I mean, you can get a convertible, but it's still kind of a stripped down convertible or whatever. Pretty with, vanilla. With Turo, I mean, it's amazing the cars that are on that list. I want I'm just the full telling you, boat,
1: luxury spa package, pamper my yes. heated and massaging seats yep. car. I'm going to drive yep. this
2: weekend. Yep. Or if you want the most amazing convertible you can get your hands on, you you can possibly find it on a turo. So because people are renting out their private cars, you know, so it's it's an interesting space and it's a great place to make extra income. Um, earning estimates that on the average, uh, 540 bucks a month. And with, I would consider minimal work because, uh, basically, and in fact, even in the instructions, like when I drop them off, they ask you to, you know, take the garbage out and do all this other stuff. Uh, and if you don't, then you might not get your, you know, there's a little fee that they can assess to you or whatever for not doing these things. So, um, yeah, like
1: with Uber and Lyft, if somebody accidentally has an issue and throws up in a vehicle. Right, right. Yeah, you're yeah. the one cleaning that you're up. You're cleaning that up. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. So so I think Turo's a great option. I do uh, well we both know Latoya. Latoya has uh um has had a couple cars in Turo. She she actually had somebody uh, crash her her uh, Tesla. Ooh. And uh total
1: cheap. And no. they
2: usually get totaled when they no. get crashed. and I and I know that she I remember her telling me that she had quite a challenge with the insurance part of it. Now I don't know if it was the Toro insurance or her own insurance or whatever. So that is a great question and something that you really want to make sure that you have really locked up before you decide to do this. But it certainly is a great way, you know, if you have an extra car. I could never explain. do this
1: because so, I'd have to clean my truck all the time yeah yeah yeah
2: i me, mean because you me don't know it. when
1: it's going to get rented out
2: well a lot of times you have a few days notice on it so i mean it's not like people are renting it today for today you know in fact most i think most turos don't even allow you that to happen it's like you have to give them at least 24 hour notice uh and especially because a lot of people i remember one time i had rented a toro and i think it was really their only car and I had rented it for a week. It was a nice little, I forget what it was now, but, uh, um, but there was something it in the conversation. might be some complications
1: if I wanted to extend my stay and continue with that. Well, that's you know, true. No, we need our
2: vehicle back. That's true. You know, but my guess is that their job was within walking distance or whatever, and they're just hoping that they're now going to make an extra 500 bucks on their car and make their car payment that month or whatever, so... Um,
1: but, you know, I mean, whatever it takes to, to make that happen. I forget the name happen, of the site. So. Um, uh, not dissimilar from a site I've used in the past that uh, will rent out campers for people. And, and people will do that with campers. Cause so it's called RV Share. That was RV my very, Share. very okay. next one we were going to talk about. And I've used RV Share okay. quite a few times because I'll go to different dog shows in places. And when there's an ability to be at the show grounds and at the site, it's a lot easier than trying to... Haul dogs back and forth, sure. staying at a at a dog show or at a hotel. Um, it's much easier to stay on the grounds, so that's one I've used quite a few times.
2: Yeah, the site recommends daily fees ranging from seventy five to three hundred dollars to rent uh, somebody else's RV. So. Uh, that's interesting that you've done this before. So do do they actually bring the RV to like where you're staying or do you usually pick it up? So
1: you can have the option of picking up. It's way easier to have somebody deliver it right to the site because then they pick it up again, which that's the part that gets a little convoluted is the, the, the drop off and the pickup. Right. So the drop off is easy. And if you're not somebody who traditionally, uh, uses a camper, you know they'll show up, they'll run you through everything, they get it all leveled out, they get the jack stands all set up, and it's turnkey. Uh, they drop it off, it's ready to go, the water tanks nice. are filled, but they'll charge extra for the water right. tanks, or uh, then there's usually a fee for getting rid of the gray water and the black water afterwards. Um, but if you want to just show up, It's like going to a hotel you show up and you walk away when you're done. Yeah, that's nice. That really is
2: nice. Yeah, check it out, rvshare.com. If you have an RV that you can rent
1: out, that will work well for you. Used it plenty of times and it's been seamless. I did get hung up one time. But one got crashed, and I couldn't rent it.
0: The Tech Ranch. Super tall. Cool. Technology comes alive. Let's dive back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. And don't forget to check out thetechranch.com for more.
2: So, again, we'll have all of these at thetechranch.com. If you're interested in the gig economy, how you can make a couple extra, ba- a couple extra dollars. So, you have a story about this RV share thing.
1: Yeah, I did. I, the only time I ever had a hiccup with one was... I rented or reserved because usually you have to reserve them out quite a bit in advance and I reserved one and the week before somebody that had rented it previously had gotten into an accident. Okay. And then it showed up as not available. I'm scrambling trying to, I'm like, well, what's right. Well, some body damage on the camper is what happened. And they couldn't rent it out because it was a pending insurance claim. So it wasn't like you could, have it with the damage and gotcha. go. Okay, just mark the damage down. Just make sure there's no extra damage when you like go you do the with walk. The rental car or yeah, just yeah. like a walk around with a rental vehicle, right. and they couldn't do that because it was a pending insurance claim. Okay. So, um, yeah, I I got a little hung out to dry. Had a backup plan, but it worked out. But uh, that would be the only thing I would caution: is you know, make sure you do the reputable the closest they, because the, and I would do the trans have them do the transport where they're going to make sure they have the right hitch for hauling it and the right vehicle for hauling it and everything else gets taken care of. Do it turnkey. I, I wouldn't go pick one up and drive off with it. And then no, nope, I, I, the security of, having it set up having the walk around and then you only have to worry about if somebody crashes into it while it's parked
2: and it sounds like if you're so you're coming at it from the renter side so the person who's renting their rv this should be the service that they provide too. Make, right make the extra 100 or 150 bucks or whatever don't give people maybe that the cheaper option just yeah. say that you're just going the only way you're going to do this is if you, and you pay for up.
1: every little right you know it, uh, typically, if, if I'm saying at a, a showgrounds or a, a campsite like that, they're going to have, um, you know, I, I don't do the Blackwater service because there's going to be facilities there. Right. Um, but the gray water service, yes. And and you'll pay uh, depending on who you're renting from because they can do all the different options themselves. You're going to pay for a different features or different services that you It's kind of all a cart. Uh, so, you know, if you want, Whatever you want. I mean, it, it. again, a lot of these come back to the service side of right. things. And and I think a lot of
2: people who are going to do this are willing to pay the extra money anyway. People will pay for customer yeah, service, whether
1: it, it's going to a restaurant or it's picking up a, a vehicle. Yep. People are going to pay for the customer service side yep. of things.
2: So after all this long list, I have one more. One more. One more. It's Just called one? Boat Setter. Ooh, what do you think that is? You can rent a boat.
1: Ding, ding, ding. If you own no, a boat. Actually it's dingy, dingy, dingy. <laughs> if
2: you own a boat. Then boat setter lets you rent it out just like an RV or, you know, for uh, RV share or for like Turo. Uh, if you have a boat uh, either
1: in, it's either with or without the captain. Now I've seen a lot of this um, firsthand. I spend, I spend, Time with friends down in Florida. Yep. And there's a lot of that with intercoastal waterways. Now, down there, um, there's some different constraints because of the Coast Guard side of things that you need the captain or you need to be a captain. Okay. So, um, so
2: different than like where you
1: and I live right now, right? right? Yeah, we're, yeah. We're on the Missouri River, right. which is a big recreational river. And we have just gotten started getting into different aspects where people can rent boats. And we'll have a lot of the boat companies, uh, the the sales side, that will have a certain number in their inventory set aside for boat rentals, for people to come into the community that want to rent and spend a couple days out on the Missouri River. Yep. Um, I haven't seen the boat setter show up here yet, though.
2: Well, I would imagine that um, it doesn't look like it's confined to any geographical area. No. You know, you can use Boat Setter wherever you're at right now. So if you have a, a boat, I'm guessing even if you have a kayak, you could probably put it on Boat Setter. Even and, if you have a dinghy. Maybe if you have a dinghy. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna buy a dinghy now just to say I can rent the dinghy. Well,
1: maybe you, have a, you can, have a kayak. I do have a kayak, which you know about yeah, because I have want have it instead of you. At an auction, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought that was it was clever. for charity. It was it fine. Was, it, it was, was for fun. charity.
2: Yeah, and you're right. You're right. You can probably borrow it. But it doesn't say
1: anything as far as scope of what that boat could be. So if if you're going someplace and did want to do some kayaking or on a recreational lake or an inland waterway or things like that, you would be able to list a kayak on there or rent a kayak on that. And if it's a, a... a 120 foot yacht, maybe you might need a captain with, you that. might need the captain yeah. with that yeah. but but you know, <laughs> that could show up on boats that are, yeah, or.
2: I think so too, you know, and not to change the topic too much, but you're talking about my kayak, right? Did I tell you about, uh, I went out and, uh, bought one of these liquidation pallets a couple of weeks ago. You know what I'm talking about? Coming you know, from like, Amazon, like or, Amazon yeah. or whatever, right? So there's a service here in town that, that actually, and I, I've always been curious about this. So I go out there And, uh, I just wanted to look at the pallets just to see, it's like storage wars. You go out there and you look at them, you can kind of see what's in them, but you can't see everything. And a lot of them are maybe
1: a cool thing or two in there that I might be interested in.
2: But a lot of them are kind of wrapped in, in, uh, plain boxes. So you, you can't even really tell what's inside a lot of this stuff. Right. So I'm opening up one of the boxes and here it is a rack for my kayak to put on my car. Jeez. I mean, you can't. You can't tell me that I wasn't destined it to was own this fate, kayak, Marlo. I'm just telling you, you're supposed to own the kayak. Also, there was a. I six, got over it. It's there okay. was a six foot laser tube in the same pallet. Like, who, out of just being totally random, why would you have a six foot tube for a laser, and then you know, just to be even more, I didn't random? didn't know that was in there. Had no clue it was in there, and to even be more random, I'm the only guy probably in the state of North that Florida, knows what
1: a six foot laser
2: tube is, or or the fact that I know somebody that could use it that's what was so funny about that's... it i literally got on the phone and said hey evan do you need do you need a laser tube well i could use it i could use a spare this is a what spare. he bear so he tells me <laughs> i started laughing to myself it's just funny can't make this up can't make it up but can't anyway up. so yeah you're right there was a little fate about the fact that i have a kayak that i won at this new year's eve auction that i outbid you on and now that I have a rack to put yeah, it I wouldn't on have got the my, rack, so car, it's fate. You were supposed so to have this. Supposed
1: to have it, just telling you. Now, my question is, are you going to put it up on Boat Setter so that you could be the first person in our community that would have something listed on Boat Setter?
2: That would be actually the right thing to do, I think. So I'm going to check out Boat Setter and, uh, yes, put my boat up for rent.
1: Although you know, I so. just kind of hung myself because now instead of just coming over and borrowing the kayak that you outbid me on at the charity auction – now I'm going to have to rent it from you. <laughs> you do you have paddles? Right. You, well, I got to pay extra for those too. Of course. Right?
2: Yes. Because I still have to buy one of those oh, or two of those. Oh,
1: that wasn't on the pallet? It
2: didn't come. It, no, <laughs> the
4: paddle didn't come with the pallet. Wait or, for it. Or, or with the, the auction. That's coming. Or with the auction, right?
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so a couple things with gig economy work that you want to consider if you're going to get into this stuff is uh, um, you have to figure out if it's going to be worth your time you know that's always the one thing what what is your net profit so if you're making 20 bucks an hour driving for Lyft and Uber uh, and, and you're burning
1: 20 dollars an hour in fuel maybe not a good deal i don't know i'm See, just saying now here's the other side of that because my wife will yell at me for this all the time i waste more time than okay no i'm just meticulous and maybe sometimes i'll understand her rationale that yeah, it might take me three hours to do something and it's going to be done well. But somebody who may be better at that, that that's what their vocation is. I'm thinking about craft projects and art around the house, right? Honey, do list things. Yep. Um, Somebody who does that professionally and maybe this is their side gig. You know, what's my time worth? Right. Because yeah, I could knock it out in three or four hours and, cross it off the list and it's going to be done well. But if somebody can knock it out in an hour or 45 minutes because they're skilled at it, because they're skilled at yep. it and it's going to be that same level of quality, then what's that extra three hours that I just gained in my day that I can cross off three or four of the other honeydew list things, which would make her happy. Yep. And the, gee, maybe I would finally have time for date night. Um, What's that worth? Right. So what's your time worth? So on both sides of that, what's your time worth? Right. So you you want
2: to make sure that you're doing gigs, that you're actually, you know, having profit basically from. So just make sure you're doing that. Um, I couldn't be an exotic dancer
1: for example. (laughs) Hey, if somebody wanted to pay me, come on now. (laughs) You might get more people to pay you not to
2: dance than to dance. So that's the only It's the only thing I can think of with
4: that. Oh, my goodness. Here's an extra 20. Put the clothes back.
2: So the other thing you want to think about, too, is that, and this goes back to your profit, is making sure that you can maximize your earnings, and that's probably by working in peak hours. So if you're a door dasher or an Uber or a Lyft, you know, if you have the ability to work in those prime times, that's when you're really going to capitalize on on these type of things. So, well, now,
1: I i, I... So you have to know your market space. Yes. And uh, because I know somebody that started up a food truck in a community that had a lot of shift work in it. And they would work at 2 to 4 o'clock in the morning or 1 to whatever it was. Right. But they worked overnights because nobody was catering to the food service industry. And probably no restaurants open or anything. Nobody's open that late. So they're killing it. Yeah, they were killing it. Like where they added on extra food trucks because in the community they lived in, there was a lot of shift work. Yep. So they were able to figure out where can I maximize my profit potential? And in their case, it happened to have been in what we traditionally don't consider prime working. Right.
2: And, and, you know, same here in the community that you and I live in being serviced by a small airport. What do we, how many flights of a day do
1: we have come in here? Maybe ten at the most. Oh, I there, there's a few more. Well, prior to COVID, there was quite a few more. But okay. yeah, okay. So four in the morning, three. Yeah, because we, we have those using my former mayor hat, and we do uh, have those yeah. early
2: morning flights because in order to catch the the connectors that we're going to, I mean, we have a couple of five a.m. flights out of here to yeah. connect the catch the connector in Minneapolis 5, yeah. or Denver,
1: Denver or whatever, right? Which, so, by the way, as mayor, it took a lot to get the little bar restaurant cafe cafe area redone oh really and yes well
2: thank you for that because it's a nice space yeah but
1: now the bar's not open at five o'clock in the morning anymore workforce shortage i'm just saying people go on vacation and they like to uh, have a cocktail or two when they get to the airport or if they're nervous for flying well i guess there's that that, that, but now uh, that's not open till eight o'clock in our community i never noticed that well i noticed those things i'm sorry
2: yeah but yeah i mean you know it it taking advantage of what the opportunities are around you. If you're going to be a Lyft or Uber driver and you have, and you want to make a couple extra dollars being available from five or from 4am to 6am in our community would be a huge deal because you'd be busy the whole time.
1: Yeah. Or figuring out when people go out, right. You know, so if you're going to work on the weekends or when people would go to eating or, or drinking establishments, figuring out when those time frames are, and then you set your lifestyle around that a right. little bit and then because maybe take a nap and then no nope, bar time. Yeah. So because now I we'll go back to said, work at midnight.
2: Instead of making 20 bucks an hour, you're making 40 or 50 bucks an hour because you're at the prime time that you're know, capitalizing on that. And of course you have some tip income that comes in with that. Too, or if you're so. in
1: a college town, you know, for some reason, college kids don't go out until 1030 at night Something for like some yeah. strange yeah. reason. Yeah.
2: There was a time you were like that.
1: I was Just yeah. saying I, and, I, that's why I know that. Now it's 8 o'clock, you're ready for bed. That you? that time may have changed, so I'm <laughs> just going off of what I knew in the past, that 10.30 was the time everybody went out. Just saying. And, Partly and, because and, we were broke. And, and bedtime be is, than...
2: is 8 o'clock now,
1: right? Or at least you're thinking about it pretty hard. Like, I get up at 4.30 well, in the true. morning. Come that's on. That's true. You're and radio. now we're getting into that time of the year when the sun's up, I'm up. So it's tough to go to bed at eight o'clock at night when the sun is and, still up and
2: it's still so beautiful outside that you want to be out there yeah, doing things, those honeydew lists that you you know, I was talking to, to somebody actually,
1: and I, I was in a bathroom and overhearing a car, co- not that conversation, a different conversation and somebody brought it and put it in this perspective. We just spent six months waiting for it to get over 40 degrees. Yeah. And in less than two months, the days are going to start getting shorter Yeah, <laughs> it isn't fair it it's like, isn't that's not fair. right but we live here anyway because yeah, we love it so we do, i guess yeah it's it's the way, but th- that was an interesting perspective i'm like wait a minute i didn't think about that you're 100 percent accurate
2: so when i say internet of things what do you think
1: of internet of things yeah. crazy weird stuff that runs through my brain when you and i are talking could be absolutely anything Am I close? No. No, okay. Not really even close. Okay, now I just had a Monty Python moment in my head.
0: The Tech Ranch. Super talk. Tech Ranch, we're thrilled to have you with us as we continue exploring living with technology alongside Marlo and Steve.
2: So how many computers do you think there are in the world? Let's see. I have... And I'm including servers, desktops, laptops.
1: Well, I probably have about 14 in my house. Okay. You include tablets? Yes. Okay. Yeah, at least well, fourteen. No, so I have I would, this really bad habit of not recycling on or throwing them away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not talking readers. I'm talking like full tablets. Right. Right. So
2: like a Surface. Or yeah. Something. Just yeah.
1: yeah I, but as technologies change, I don't throw those away. Are you counting phones?
2: Not counting phones. These are just computers. Okay.
1: Because there's They're a computers. difference if you have the IBM computer from NASA back in the day. Yeah. Versus. More computing power on my cell phone that's in my hand, right? So, isn't that a computer?
2: No. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, it is. Okay. Well, but I'm just talking about this is the about, Tech Ranch. I'm talking about servers, desktops, laptops,
1: in good working order, in working order. Okay, so not like the stash I've got that's buried correct. in my that's correct. basement. Uh, I have some of that too, I guess. Seven million. Am I even close? did you say million yeah no not
2: close seven billion so how many people are in the united states approximately
1: Uh, 350 million all
2: right so you think that one you said not phones you said one out of every 50 people would only have a computer
1: well a three-year-old's not going to have a computer so you're taking the I'm top the off. I'm waiting for you to really off.
2: justify this there.
1: Well, I'm, t- I'm taking the bottom off, although a three-year-old could probably I'm be put better you to your computer pain. than me. I'm
2: putting you out of your pain. It's $2 billion. $2 billion. $2 billion in the world, yes.
1: I was closer with the $7 billion. Billion than the... No, actually, you were closer with seven the, million. the $7 $7 is closer okay. than the $7 billion. <laughs> You should have just had me do a scale somewhere you're right. between this you're and this. That's, that's
2: right. You're right. All right. So the Internet of Things. Okay so that would be everything that's connected to the internet that is not really uh, considered a computer. So I'm talking like your Alexa and your Google Home speaker and your tool cell phone. Yeah, your tools. tools. Your your refrigerator, your furnace. All of these things, your your lamp now,
1: your, your things that have the ability to be connected, connected. Your your, your light bulbs. I have a lot of light bulbs. Right. That are so connected connectability, now. but right. not actual. Right. So our friend at Bismarck State College, president uh, over there, who likes to talk about, you know, Bismarck State College is now a polytechnic. North yes. Dakota's polytechnic mechatronics. So things that can be mechatronics. So they're connected through. Intelligence or computing ability, but they're not the actual thing that does the intelligence.
2: But there is a possibility that these things, I mean, these things have some intelligence to them might be just a very specific task. Right. We'll get into that. Say in a a one bit. Off. So, so how many of those do you think there are in the world?
1: Oh, good Lord. Wow. Can I have a scale? One and
2: 25 billion.
1: Well, I'm gonna to go to the twenty-four billion seven hundred ninety-two million and four.
2: So, just two years ago, it surpassed
1: computers. Well, I would think that that okay. So, when we start talking like the mechatronics and things like that, that the you know, when you wave your hand in front of a faucet. And the water yes. comes out, yes. and it mixes the temperature because yes. you've got yep. the valves that balance yep. out and it's hot and cold. So people can control it. It's it with connected. Their so with your device. if you're looking at one again, computer, just, just
2: two years ago, past the number of computers, which is two billion.
1: Yeah, and one computer can drive thousands of these things. I'm looking at the chain. Okay. Am I in the right space? To I look think. Look at that, well, that you're way, kind of overthinking
2: or? about a little too much, but but uh, um, never been accused of that. No, never, ever, <laughs> ever accused of that. So cur- currently, thirteen billion. Okay. So when you consider that, just a couple of years ago, it there weren't even uh, there weren't IoT devices that surpassed the number of computers in the world. So soon, I'll be close when it almost doubles. So they estimate that by the year 2030, we'll have 25 billion. Aha!
1: I was close.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. So just ahead of my time. Yep. So IoT devices surpassed non IoT devices in twenty twenty. So I guess that's just a little over well, well it's just a little over two years. Define now, IoT. Internet of things. So this is this is not a computer. I mean, you could throw computers into that, I suppose, but it's not generally considered that. So your refrigerator that's connected is the is an IoT, an internet of things. So just connected
1: devices, that light bulb or whatever. So So it's not like a junkyard in space or no things like that no i
2: mean these are these are connected devices that are actually because i had utilized. this whole will ferrell land of the lost
1: the pile of stuff right that was
2: but this is there. your this is your ring
1: doorbell this is okay.
2: this is you know the security devices that you see all over the place and it's just this area even though computers themselves aren't, I mean, obviously are not going crazy like this. I mean, it's the really... Thor
1: Ragnarok, where everything's going yeah. to dumped into...
2: Everything is getting connected. I mean, you think about it right now, 13 billion devices. I mean, how many people are in the world? Seven, seven billion? Seven and a half-ish. Right. You know, it's surprising to me that there isn't a computer for everybody. There's right. a whole bunch in my basement, but they're right. a little outmoded right. and... But I, I'm sure that uh, most people, you know, if you're being introduced to the internet and computing for the first time, are picking smart devices instead. I mean, it's just right. it's just it's your cell phone, and even the infrastructure. I mean, if you're if you're a country that that is being introduced to these these things for the first time, you're not putting the infrastructure down for landlines for telephones. You're you're building it for cell phone towers and things like this. Okay, right?
1: so when so. you have to go back and look though, when you're figuring out that number and you look at underdeveloped countries and underdeveloped land space. And even in a country like the United States, you think of the flyover States where you don't have the population density versus a New York city or Chicago or an LA where you've got that density. And then the number of devices that you have because of that, population density and the connectivity side of it you know we're a long way from being fully connected or are we we're a long
2: ways away from being fully connected you know we're we're blessed in the united states probably i mean there's still areas when you drive you know even even when oh, we my live. cell phone yeah, dropped yeah. yeah but it's usually when we're going down a hill or something now it's not like it's i'm all in the a dip time. yeah Can you hear me
1: i'll be right back Exactly. Give me a minute. Exactly. I'm coming up the hill now. It's
2: exactly, All right.
1: Exactly Got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah. It's exactly That's exactly it. how it works. Yeah. It's funny,
2: <laughs> and you're hoping that the person on the other side is still hearing you. you yeah. But, but uh, I mean, so we're blessed here, and there's other parts of the world that are, but there's so much more that is not connected like we are here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and the Internet of Things is is the growth potential. You know, I mean, it's it's weird that we think about connecting our light bulbs, and why would you do that? I mean, I just think about the first time I got a connected light bulb and I'm like, who, who thought of the fact that we have to actually put Wi-Fi into our light bulbs? What good is this ever going to do?
1: Well, I think it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about, and still are, uh, a state like North Dakota that, well, wouldn't it be good if we could get Wi-Fi at rest areas so that the <laughs> bathrooms... <laughs> fully connected right right it wasn't that long ago and 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 they're still not all connected
2: but it is it is a thing where you know it is it's we're being connected everywhere and i actually like my wi-fi light bulbs just telling you what
1: do you do do. with them i'll tell you soon all right in the next 15 seconds or so my light bulb just came on
0: If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch.
2: Welcome to April 15th, 2023 in the National Day Calendar. Today, we celebrate military brats and a Titanic coincidence.
6: Your heart performs 365 days a year without missing a beat. So isn't it fair to give back to the hardest working organ in your body? Million Hearts is an organization that's dedicated to preventing 1 million cases of heart disease and stroke in the next five years. Visit their website, millionhearts.hhs.gov, to find out how to take care of your ticker. That's millionhearts.hhs.gov. Today is Purple Up Day, where we celebrate some of the military's most unsung heroes, their children. In the world of the military, the children are known as Brats, but the term is not derogatory. Brats wear the term as a badge of honor due to the constant moves and cultural experiences that likely make them more resilient than their civilian counterparts. The term Brat is most likely an acronym from the British Army, meaning British Regiment Attached Traveler, and was the term for families traveling with a soldier. The term eventually referred only to children and was adopted in many places, including the U.S. On Purple Up Day, Wear this royal color to show your support for brats of all the services. we
2: have a brat right here. Yeah, Yeah, Marine Corps brat. Around 1900, the largest ship in the world struck an iceberg in the North Atlantic and sank. The lives of countless passengers were claimed in the disaster. This story sounds familiar to anyone who has seen the film Titanic, but it's actually the plot of a novel by Morgan Robertson called The Wreck of the Titan. Astonishingly, this book was written 14 years before the real-life sinking of the Titanic, and the similarities are eerie, to say the least. Both ships were about the same size. They sank in the same part of the Atlantic during the month of April, and many passengers died in the icy waters due to the lack of available lifeboats. On National Titanic Remembrance Day, we honor the memory of the 1,500 souls who perished and continue to marvel at the unusual coincidence that makes it all the more somber.
6: That is a strange coincidence. It's just
2: weird. It it's not a coincidence. I nope. saw it on YouTube. Oh, oh okay. there you go. It's going to okay. be true.
6: I'm Anna Devere. I'm Marlo Anderson. Thanks for joining us as we celebrate every day. See you tomorrow.
4: Hello, North Dakota. Joe Giganti, host of The Regular Joe Show, now heard weeknights 9 to midnight here on Supertalk 1270. Together we'll tackle the hottest topics, be it politics, entertainment, or the culture, unapologetically through the lens of true conservatism, all while remembering to laugh and have a little bit of fun. You know, live life boldly. The Regular Joe Show, weekday evenings starting at 9 on Supertalk 1270 and the free Supertalk 1270 mobile app. Being a
5: teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college.
0: Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity.
5: There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do North Dakota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! (laughs) Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of
0: fun.
5: (laughs) 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 Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future.
4: This message presented by the North Dakota High School Activities Association and the North Dakota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
3: A.M. Mandan,
1: Bismarck, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the VIEW Community Credit Union Studio.
5: Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. Protests today outside the Supreme Court reacting to court cases aimed at restricting access to the abortion drug Mifepristone. The Supreme Court Friday issued a temporary hold at the Justice Department and drug makers request. ABC's Maria Villarreal explains. Justice Samuel Alito issuing an administrative stay of the ruling in Texas that would overturn the FDA's original approval of the abortion medication, mifepristone. That would essentially take the pill off the market now giving the court until April 20th to review the case before deciding what their next steps will be. In a statement, the White House saying that the stakes could not be higher and that for now, Mifepristone remains available and approved for safe and effective use. The Pentagon still investigating fallout from the release of classified documents online allegedly leaked on a social media chat room. Air National Guardsman Jack Teixeira was charged yesterday in federal court He's expected back in court next week. It has been 10 years since the deadly Boston Marathon bombing. Today, church bells tolling for the victims. The nation's oldest race marred by tragedy today marked with remembrances.
7: On this day in 2013, jubilation at the finish line of the Boston Marathon was turned in an instant to horror when two exploding pressure cooker bombs killed three people and injured more than 260 others. Ten years later... Pipes playing as Mayor Michelle Wu and Governor Maura Healy joined family members who lost loved ones during a ceremony at the finish line, walking from the site of the first explosion to the second. Wreaths laid at memorial sites, the first of two ceremonies of remembrance on what's being called One Boston Day. Dave Packer, ABC News.
5: This year's Boston Marathon takes place this Monday. This is ABC News.
4: Super Talk, 1270, Bismarck Area Weather.
7: With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, mostly cloudy, breezy, a high near 44. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 26. On your Sunday, sunshine, a high near 50 degrees. Breezy on your Monday, sunny with a high near 52. For Tuesday, partly sunny, breezy, and a high of 57. If you're behind on tax payments, call Tax Solutions Now for help. 800-281-8193. Right now, it's 44.
4: News, talk, and sports for Bismarck Mandan. Super Talk. 1270 portions of the following program are pre-recorded
0: welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch.
2: So, do you think the can of daycare that romped the peel? used to sell maybe maybe it's still sold i don't know you know would that would there be some value to having that connected
1: why are you looking at my head all of a sudden i don't know reaching for my sunglasses (laughs) studio lights are bright um my 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 three hairs
2: would be connected to the internet And in the lamborghini that
1: you toroed it's time to be
2: cut you need you need to have that hair styled you know yeah anyway Yeah, so the Internet of Things, you know, light bulbs, the reason I connect them is because I can do cool things. Like when I reach a certain coordinate, when I'm driving down the street, my outside lights turn on. See, that's convenient. If this, then that. So I use an app called IFTTT, I-F-T-T-T, and so if this, then that. If Steve reaches this coordinate, then the
1: outdoor lights will turn on. Big brother's watching. Yes.
2: If the International Space Station flies overhead, Marlowe's building will go crazy with lights. Start blinking. They do. They start blinking. They'll turn different colors. In In Morse code so they can read it? I never thought about that. You could. I should send them a message from Mandan, North Dakota. Marlowe's here. Yeah. Stop by sometime.
1: (laughs) We're saying Hi. Come see our snow. <laughs> well, I'm sure they can see the snow from yeah, sure space. Yeah, sure they that's, can. That's not an issue. It's, there's plenty on the ground, that's for sure. So, uh, where I go with a lot of that is think about the the energy savings. You, you yes. take a look at the the grid connectivity and you know rolling brownouts. And okay, I'm leaving in the morning, and I know I'm going to get home late at night, and it would be awfully nice to have my lights come on. And my house warm up, and that connectivity is oh, I'm just about home. But I'm forgetful, so I forgot to go into the app on my phone and turn up my thermostat and right. turn the lights on. It, so it you would can, do that
2: you, for me. You can set all this stuff up so that it'll be you know if you're if you're a truck driver, for example, and you have your regular hours when you're ten miles away from home. Things start to like you said, you know, you can if you have things to, wake up. If you have your furnace set for sixty two during the day when it's cold outside, you can bump that's all of a sudden it goes to sixty-eight or vice versa in the summertime. You can do all of these things uh because they're all connected. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things you can do. Uh and I never would have dreamed in a million years that I would use my light bulbs like I do, but I do. And you're right, it's about mostly about energy savings. Uh, but there's other things and in, you know, LED light bulbs, for example, because they're not, you know, the incandescent light bulbs anymore, they don't need all that space that's in the light bulb. So now you're seeing stuff like cameras being embedded into them,
1: uh, for home security, uh, other sensors, like, you know, um, um, like you don't have to have a motion light for having a motion light. Come on. Right. It's the bulb
2: it's built, built into the bulb now. So there's just a lot of cool things that are possible uh because of it and then that connectivity piece uh just adds more practicality to it as well i mean if the motion sensor comes on i mean if you have a light bulb in the backyard motion sensor comes on you get a notification on your phone that the light bulb just came on and there's a reason something triggered it right
1: darn raccoon again yeah
2: yeah What the cool cool thing is is that and you can have your lights come on and off you know if you need to add a little more security to your house to make it look like people are moving around in there. I mean, these are all cool things. So here's a done. question
1: for you then. Cause I tend to think of terms of paradigm shifts. So why does a light bulb need to be shaped like a light bulb? Now it used to be shaped like a light bulb because of the need for the things that were in it to work correctly. And is there a more efficient, configuration of what a light bulb should look like
2: so i've thought about this too a little bit you know oh now I mean, i'm scared yeah i mean does it does it really have to be that light bulb shape couldn't it be just square just a little square nub that comes off the end of the Is thing that more for efficient example? i don't know i mean does it throw out, does it throw out as much light that yeah. way as it would be if it was in the light bulb shape i would think that there's better better practical ways to make light bulbs. You're right about this, and I'm well, surprised about, nobody's done this yet.
3: Think of a
1: light bulb that, uh, say, you've got a light fixture outside of your house, and what's on the backside of that? The house. Right. Or your garage. Right. It, it's a wall. Why are you casting light that direction? Right. That doesn't make any sense at all. Not very efficient. Right, You could use less light and project it in... Put a, uh, put a mirror on that yeah, side of the ball, 260 to, degrees right, in the other right, direction exactly. and be much more efficient with the use of that light yep. and electric consumption yep. and all might of, not need as many amps yeah. or
2: whatever on that light bulb then, or yeah, what? or, or whatever, you yeah.
1: want to focus light down yep. and out or, and not up and yep. not back. And of so, like a flashlight it yeah, does in a way, right? Why is the light bulb light bulb yep. anymore?
2: I would imagine you, you're you're uh, uh, bringing up interesting questions. Actually, we should start a light bulb company and make light bulbs that are weird shapes. We shape. could. What what kind of shape? Paradigm you make? shift. Like like in a chandelier. What would what would a, a light bulb look like? Now? Okay,
1: I just totally went to balloon animals, but that, that's me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If we can make light bulbs that can... is that is actually so clever. Do you know how many kids' rooms that if you could oh, put yeah. light bulbs in that look like a balloon animal? Are so you my kidding? wife and I went
1: to that would be we, hilarious. We, we we took a trip and we stayed at her aunt's and and the spare room in her aunt's house. Uh, this was last fall. Uh, the spare room in her aunt's house used to be their daughter's room, and turned the lights off and, huh. There's stars oh, yes. and moons yep. and planets. yep. They have the glow in the, the dark. And I turned the light stuff. back. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, it was all glow in the dark right. stickers yes. that were up. And then instead of taking all the stickers off when they redid the room when their daughter moved out, they just repainted over that. And it still works. It still shows through all the. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay next step that's pretty balloon clever. animals that's pretty clever we could do balloon yeah. animal light bulbs
2: i have one of these um star field generators you know it sits on the on on a table or whatever and generates up and then makes these star fields and yeah you could do milky or way whatever. or constellations yeah. and it's really really cool too and they're that's cool relatively inexpensive nowadays but yeah you i can mean
1: mount that on your lawnmower you didn't ride into the studio today and <laughs> in this lawnmower well it'd be cool and cool you could the constellations that you could actually follow the rotation of the earth by using the lawnmower. You know, it'd be
2: interesting that lawnmowers running at night and projecting stars into the sky. So on a nice, low, cloudy night, you'd have these stars still up there. (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: Confuse people a little bit. We could sell that. We could probably sell that. Yeah. What are we going to talk about next? I have no idea. I'm still hung up on the balloon animal light bulbs. You should just stay with Because I'm that, trying to right? figure out, it's like that could work. You'd make every little kid that's going to the circus happy. You would make every kid happy, even not even going to the circus. Balloon animal light bulbs. It's an idea worth yes. investigating. We're, we're going to, nobody heard this. All right, nobody,
2: nobody, heard, nobody this heard this at idea. all. At all. So what about quantum computing?
1: Ooh. Yeah. That's a big space. It is in a very small space, yes, nowadays, yep, compared to
2: imagine a computer that works a million times faster than what we have right now
1: i mean what are what are the ramifications of that Well okay, and I brought this up earlier, the easiest way to think about this is look where the first supercomputer started and filled up a room so that NASA could go to the moon, right, and now I have more computing power in my cell phone, in my hand.
2: And then you start thinking about the AI that's emerged in the last couple of months. And then all of a sudden you're like, you mean the AI would be a million times faster too? I mean, how quickly do they become self-aware when, when you have that kind of speed, how quickly before Skynet kicks in? I know you're going there.
1: It's all Skynet, the first scene in Terminator Skynet's coming. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, It's not just, Skynet because I went back and kind of extrapolated out. (laughs) This ties nicely. No, this ties nicely into the, it's like you had three,
2: three balloon light bulbs going on at the same time right there. This
1: ties into the power consumption thing. Yeah. Um, uh, think about the matrix. Okay. Okay. So what good are people? Well, they generate heat Yes, and power. Yes, electrical fields. Yes, magnetic so you,
2: fields. Do so you think we're going to become the
1: power support? Well, I, I'm right. I'm a little torn. Are we the Matrix or are we Skynet? Yeah. What's our future, Marlo?
2: I think if our, we had a
1: quantum computing computer with AI, figure that out for us. We could ask it that very question.
2: So I just I just typed in quantum computers into my search, and the very first thing I see from the New York Post think ai is scary now wait till it gets boosted by quantum computing oh (laughs) jeez that's the very first thing that pops up do you not want me to sleep tonight (laughs) i'm just saying when when you add quantum computing to artificial intelligence i'm not even sure what's possible i mean i i don't know what's possible now the things that i have done because of artificial intelligence in the last three months I was so excited when I graduated from high school that in 20 years I'd be in flying cars. That didn't happen. I mean, it's happened close. close. It's close. It's close, but I never dreamed ever in my lifetime that I would actually use artificial intelligence for anything, absolutely anything. And now, now I'm talking to the darn stuff and, and it just, it, it just, to me, it's, it's more incredible than
1: flying. See, my wife would always yell at me for talking to myself, and I was like, oh, I'm okay, and, and, and I'm perfectly fine with people talking to themselves, as long as they're not answering themselves. Were you, but now we've got artificial intelligence that's doing
2: that. Yeah. Just just to backpedal a little bit, were you aware of Bluetooth headsets the first time you encountered them? No. Or did you run into somebody who looked like they were
1: talking they're to sitting, themselves? They were chatting away, and it's like... <laughs> And I, I remember the first time some, with, I'm using one and somebody came up to me and did that. I'm yes. Like, yeah. And you have to like point to your yeah, ear. The like, aerobics then, yeah. that you deal through to go, I'm on the phone. Yeah.
2: And they, 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 now they think they, that you're even more crazy than you were before because you're pointing to yourself
1: while you're talking to yourself. Right. I remember. Now, uh, I have to ask you this, though. Yeah. Have you had anybody walk up to you, point to your ear because yeah. you don't want to talk to them? I have never done that. No. Have you done this?
0: The Tech Ranch. Flat With The Tech Ranch. Getting ready for more amazing tech insights from the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson.
2: I
1: have. With when he uh, <laughs> No, I, I make the habit of always answering when she calls. But That's no, I, I've done that where people have walked up to me yeah. and uh, you don't want to talk to them because yeah. you know it's going to be a long period. And if, if I got a earpiece wow. in, it will be like, what the fuck?
2: talk right now you're, a, you're giving so many point. people a good idea right now you I know, know that, it's a right? great
1: it's brilliant but i you, thought it was brilliant but you have to wear the earpiece you have to wear the earpiece it, otherwise it doesn't work yeah but there's a lot of people out there that that's they have just hearing part aids. of their actually if you have a, the
2: hearing aid piece that's got the bluetooth on it you could probably get away with it because a lot of people can't see the hearing aids now true yeah or
1: just if saying. somebody walks up to you and you have a hearing aid and now they're all connected on your phone right And they start talking. You just turn it down. There's that as well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: You know, or you just point to your head, and people people won't want to talk to you then anyway, because you're going like this, and they're like, "You don't even have anything in your ear. What are you talking about? I I don't want to waste my time on you." Yeah. (laughs) So goes all different kinds of ways. Ways to
1: not be connected.
2: I was in Oak Park, Illinois, and you know, being a techie person, I would think that I would have known about Bluetooth headsets, right? And I come out of this meeting and this guy is screaming and there are people visibly walking around him because they're like, this guy is, is, you know, we don't know who he's screaming at. Right. And, and
3: it I mean, wasn't and, my turn
1: to take the garbage out.
2: And he's, he's on, he's on the sidewalk and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because you know, he, and he's, he, he's, you know, with his arms and, you know, flailing arms and the whole bit, you know, and he's obviously talking to somebody at his office and something had gone terribly wrong or whatever, but but he's angry. And then it, then it occurred to me as he turned to a different angle that I seen this earpiece in there. But until this time, I thought he was talking to himself. And, and, or you know, and screaming at himself or whatever. And so did everybody else. So That's what if he turns so away and then
1: you realize that he wasn't wearing yeah, a piece? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's okay. that.
2: Yeah. So I was at, um, CES two years ago, speaking of deceptions, right. And there was this booth that was there that had, everybody in like lab coats and there was like 50 people in this booth and they had a couple of like beautiful, beautiful people uh, that were like mannequins in the front of this thing. And as you went through the booth, they were talking about how you could move your consciousness, your memory, whatever into this new body. So like someday when I get a monkey body, something like that. Yes. And, it was interesting as I, you know, I'm going through this thing and I, and they, they had like, as you go through the booth, they had a couple of bodies that were immersed in this fluid and they had these wires hooked just up like to this the matrix.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And anyway, you go through this whole thing and at dinner that evening, that's all. And, and there's a group of journalists and whatever. We always get together for for dinner every year. There's like 20 of us or so and we're we're talking and about what we saw that that CES this year and it and the whole conversation was about this one booth and can you believe that we're at a time in human history where we're actually going to be able to take what we have in our brain and move it to somebody else and i'm like this there's no way that this is for real and as as the convention went on, it was let out that this was a plot to a movie and they were using CES Uh as this way. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so, so if it was in a
1: movie, won't get into it's going to happen someday.
2: Won't get into all of that. What I found fascinating is the movie out yet. Yes. What I found fascinating was that almost everybody believed it. So we live in an era right now where we think anything is possible. This is what I found fascinating about this whole thing. It's not like it's, it's not believable. It, it is that it is possible now.
1: So how don't much you find that interesting? I find that very fascinating. So how much of that is the ability to look back where we came from to where we are now? I think there's a lot to do with that. And now throw that acceleration rate in with AI. Well, that's, that's exactly
2: where I was going with this. You you throw all of this in the quantum computing that's coming out, the artificial intelligence that's coming out. And this really amplifies the fact that anything is possible.
1: See, now I remember back 15 years ago, you and I had a conversation about autonomous roadways and autonomous vehicles. And I thought you were crazy, but I was fascinated (laughs) by it. So
7: I I continued that
1: conversation because (laughs) it was very intriguing. And, now we're there yeah and you start talking about logistics and the ability to embed and if you're just going to talk about the electric vehicles charging mats within a roadway uh, which also control that autonomous vehicle so you can have basically trains without tracks and move goods from point A to point B the one thing the railroads, And they'll be the first to tell you is they're great. They're logistics companies. That's what they do. And they do it very well, but it's the first and the last mile. They don't have that component. Right. If you're talking about the autonomous vehicles and consumer goods and moving through that consider it a train system that does include the first and the last mile. And I see where we've come in, 15 years in that space. Yeah. Okay. Mumble's not
2: crazy anymore. And to a lot of people, including myself, it's been a slow crawl. Yeah. To you,
1: it's slow to me. I'm like, wow, we've come this far. Yeah. But when you put things, you're
2: immersed in this space. When you put things in perspective though, I mean, I always, you know, one of the things I talk about when I, when I speak to classrooms is I always ask the, um, the students how many hours it's been since the horse was the major form of transportation and almost nobody, I mean, there's been a couple people that have been close, but never a student because students are like, oh, it's got to be, you know, 18 billion hours, 100 billion hours, and it isn't even a million hours. I mean, our show today is three hours long. I mean, so if we did 333,000 of these shows, it still wouldn't be, you know, the time frame that it's been since we were on
1: horseback. Could you imagine somebody sitting through that many of these <laughs> can, shows with you and I talking? I can, We should start doing the front of the show episode
2: 3,333. <laughs> Today's topic is quantum computers and artificial intelligence. That was yesterday's news. <laughs> oh.
1: But in a, oh my goodness. in a broad perspective, big picture. It's no time at all. It is yesterday's news. It is yesterday's news. I mean, a million hours is, by next week. It'll be yesterday's news. You
2: and I will watch a movie for two hours and think nothing of it. I'm just, that's what I'm saying here. I mean, way, it's was not the even movie a minute. At CES? It was, um, it was actually a Netflix movie and okay. it wasn't that good. I haven't good. seen all those yet. Yeah. It wasn't that good actually. So it was based on, you know, people that were able, if you had the means to actually move your, your, you know, memories and whatever into a younger, beautiful it's body. Breeze you know. my head
1: until we can. Yeah
2: put me on a monkey body right. yeah you know why are you so fascinated with monkey bodies
1: I, it was a show okay
2: two and a half man episode what would you do with a monkey body uh, besides climb trees and well, it's got to work better than what i've stuck with now <laughs> <laughs> well grooming wise would be the same <laughs>
1: just saying
3: just saying I have no
1: argument <laughs> But you know as things fall Mon- apart. Monkey yeah. Bakken. Yeah, but-
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were looking you were looking for a, a nickname. I think monkey Bakken yeah. works pretty good. Marsupial Marlowe. Oh. I-, <laughs> I mean maybe bab- we'll maybe baboon Bakken then if you're gonna be maybe. going for that. You know? I don't know. Would you suddenly, would you rather be a monkey or a baboon? I don't know. I'm suddenly
1: craving a banana. <laughs>
0: And oh opposable thumbs. There you go. The Tech Ranch. Super tall. Turn to the Tech Ranch, where technology is our passion. Let's jump back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve.
2: So, speaking of monkey bodies, <laughs> 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 or bamboo, boom, whatever bodies. So here. if I have a monkey body, what, what does monkey my body social body.
1: interaction look like in the well, future? I'm just wondering
2: what what, what are, are are is your avatar. A monkey body then, you know, like
1: in the metaverse? Well, didn't Mario Brothers just come out? Yes. Have you been to that, by the way? No, I haven't. I I hear it's really good. I heard it was an homage to all the Mario Brothers, Mario Kart. I really
2: need to to go see that, that. especially if Donkey Kong's in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, um, in the metaverse, you know, which I, there hasn't been... Actually, a lot of talk about the metaverse in the last it year. It got quiet it really did.
1: became a thing.
2: So I'm not sure, you know, if there's just more emphasis on other things right now or, you know, because, of, especially because of AI. I mean, there just isn't a lot of news because, like, ChatGPT just dominates everything now when it comes to tech news uh, and other artificial intelligence. So in, but,
1: in theory, the metaverse is all-encompassing, including AI. It's a digital universe. So chicken and the egg is AI part of the metaverse or is the metaverse just being superseded by AI?
2: So I think it's, that's an interesting question. And of course, the answer is all the above, I think. So I think as, as artificial intelligence gets better, it becomes the metaverse. Well, it becomes part of the metaverse. So I could see, and in fact, that might be the place that you interact with artificial intelligence the best because it's not encumbered by, you know, like if you're going to put artificial intelligence in a robot, for example, it's still encumbered by the limitations of the robot, right? In a digital universe, there's nothing to slow it down, right? So it can be whatever it wants to be, whatever hence you see. Hence the movie see. Avatar. Yes, hence the movie Avatar. So, so
1: if you're looking where the metaverse, which used to be Facebook, which was social...
2: Uh, well, it is, it is, I mean, Facebook is metaverse. A social metaverse media, company, yeah.
1: So... That brings up a great point. What does a social interaction look like? You know, I, you and I sit in a studio here for three hours and we socially interact between the breaks. And what does that social interaction look like with AI, with artificial intelligence? Um, it knows some of the things that I know. It hasn't actually experienced the things that, I have, as as a human being have experienced, but it knows about them. So can it, it's it's an interesting question. It's
2: interesting. And as you're talking about this, I envision one of the things that's talked about a lot with the metaverse is like meetings, right? So right now, uh, with Lacey sitting right next to me here, we just had a conference, a video conference right before we came here and Imagine, so like in a, um, where you have a flat screen and and you're visiting with people, imagine having a a headset on and now you're seated at a conference table along with everybody else because your avatar is sitting at a conference table, right? So Steve is there, Lacey's there, I'm there, we're in, in different, and, and you pick your monkey body. You're, you're the monkey body, you know, person, whatever, whatever your avatar is, right? Um, but maybe the fourth person is, is your virtual AI your artificial intelligence and you invite this intelligence to the room and now they, they can actually, you know, be part of the conversation. So if you're talking about some new invention or whatever, that artificial intelligence can weigh in just like everybody else does. I find that interesting and fascinating and very possible.
1: so, so going back to the social interaction side yeah. of things in, in we as human beings, we need social interaction. Yep. A.I. doesn't need social interaction. A.I. can provide social interaction. So mm-hmm. it, 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 where I'm going with this, think of like a nursing home setting or somebody who's in space and, and uh, removed from society in some fashion. But you still, for being a healthy human being, have to have social interaction. What's the role of A.I.? Or how, how does that function? What does that look like? Uh, is there a positive role for that? I There's so many questions that, hey, AI just showed up, chat GPT. Wow, we, we've got AI. Okay, but there's so many questions that haven't been answered. There's so many things that, there's so many constructs that haven't been developed yet.
2: How many people do you think have met people online that they've never met? Had conversations with them via a chat window or something like that?
1: Well, uh, there's a whole bunch of TV shows concerning that, so Sure. I'm thinking a lot. Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, you know, you, you have somebody that becomes a Facebook friend that you've never really met before, but they, you know, and then they start to interact with you on a chat window or whatever. You've never met the person, but yet all of a sudden they're, they're kindred spirit or whatever. They know you, what they get you, what would be the difference between that and an artificial intelligence doing the same thing, you know, and if you're. Uh, or you know you you're 80 years old and own a pet. Because One of them's not a, a prince from Africa. Well, there there's, there's that yeah. right right there is that yeah. You mean I didn't win the eight billion You didn't win dollars?
1: the no you didn't win. She doesn't want to marry me. No either. no. I hear she's beautiful. And you only had to send in four hundred thousand dollars to get. It was only
2: three hundred ninety six thousand. Oh, okay.
1: So I guess I got a deal. Oh, that that brings up another question too is all these online scams what do they look like with ai but that's that's a different conversation
2: well we can maybe get to that in a little bit here i mean we're in the metaverse so i mean the metaverse Anything is going to have possible, scams right? right right yeah i don't know i mean i think the social media aspect of artificial intelligence is interesting i mean if you're if you're you know wanting somebody to talk to i always go back to my grandson when he was 5 and he went you know and nobody was paying any attention to him so he wanders down to uh, and asks Alexa uh, to count to ten in Spanish because he wanted to learn how to speak Spanish, and then he's having Alexa tell him jokes and and all this other stuff, right? So as a five year old, he doesn't. I don't know if he even really understands the that it's just an artificial intelligence that's talking to him.
1: I'm just kind of curious if it's appropriate that a five year old's asking Alexa to tell Eddie Murphy raw jokes, but. <laughs> there's no way you review raw jokes. Okay, just, just but that's a valid point. Yeah, again, safety constraints, right? And right. that's where I'm going with that is right. you know the scams, the you know what's appropriate or what's age appropriate. You know, there's a lot of things that haven't been fleshed out yet. Right. Yeah, I agree with that, and it's going to take time.
2: You know, and in fact, with artificial intelligence, the the three rules, like an iRobot. I mean. You know there's the morality of this there's there's just all kinds of stuff that and it's it's been so accelerated in our space in the The last three months and that's what's scary about it so because a lot of times we're reactionary to things right so then we put laws in place a lot of times something happens and we put a law in place and you realize eight years later that it was a bad law because you just reacted to the situation at the time happens all the time i hope that we're not, that we do our due diligence with artificial intelligence and that we spend the time that it takes to make sure that we do these things right because it could go sideways real fast. Well, and
1: I think that's where we have a risk because I referenced earlier, being a former mayor, that was one thing at a commission table that I always looked at were what are the unintended consequences of every action. So, hey, somebody had a problem with this and we fixed this but we screwed up this, 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 and this, so now you've got five problems. Right. Uh, And I think we have that danger with artificial intelligence moving at the speed that it's moving. It's moving so fast. What's, What's the average person's ability to comprehend at the speed that all this technology is moving? It's difficult. It's daunting. To comprehend.
2: And I mean, we use it as a tool. I mean, I, I you know, we're picking because on Lacey right now because she's in the studio today. But, but right
1: now, it's in that space as right. a tool. But I'm
2: sure, you know, Lacey yesterday had never seen ChatGPT before, right? I mean, you'd never used it. Mm-hmm. And we probably, you know, what we did in 10 minutes with ChatGPT would have taken us, what, all day yeah. with the project that we were working on. Were you stunned by this? Yeah. Yeah. So, so... <laughs> it, it, it's. <laughs>
1: It, it wore me out. Yeah, I had to go wore, home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it did all the stuff for me. I had to go home.
2: I, just, but, I needed a nap. <laughs> but you, but you, but you think about you know the, the the amount of time that it would have taken us to to do this one project, we got done in like ten minutes, right? Where so we think it's amazing. But you take that to everything. I mean, you know, if if you can take sixteen hours of time and compress it into ten. And AI is able to do this over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we can't keep up with it.
1: Oh, okay. Grandpa. And this is where this comes back full circle. And I'm going to get a little scary with this is your five-year-old grandson. Right. Okay. If I need to have an app or something figured out on my phone, give it to a six-year-old. So we have one level of comfort, uh, of comprehension because it's just the age we've grown up in you a little bit more because you're immersed in, in the technology side, but the average person say me that is not fully immersed like you are. And I have a certain level of my combined experience through my lifetime that allows me to have this cognitive resource. And now you drop off this level of speed of intelligence in the hands of a child that doesn't have the constraints of having to shift paradigms, and because you don't know what you don't know yet. See where I'm going with that? Well, it might but not even morality. There's no constructs. Yeah, and so, a six-year-old. Yeah, you know, a six-year-old has an entirely different set of constructs right. than an adult would. So. Now you're not constrained by. I can go anywhere with this. I, I the what's the metaverse at this point? Yeah. What's the artificial intelligence at this point? Where can you go? Which accelerates technology? So we need take the good, constraints off. Now you just incredibly accelerated technology.
2: And and you know how I feel about government involvement and things, but so, there are some things, and this might be one of those where somehow or another we need to have good shepherds. It's just just what it is and maybe we have to figure out a way i think even even elon musk like a couple weeks ago stated that maybe we should slow down a little bit i don't know how you how you throttle this down do you slow down because a lot of it is about you know there's so much money that's been invested in a lot of this stuff and it's and you know in a business sense and i can i understand this that you want return on investment right so I mean, if you if you've invested a billion dollars into a project, and then somebody like Elon Musk comes along and says, and he's vested in this too a lot, and comes along and says, "Hey, maybe we should slow down a little bit here and see, you know, what's going on," uh, but you're over here saying, "Hey, I got a billion dollars into this project. I need to turn the switch on so we can start making money on this pretty soon." That's the challenge here. I but think, who do you so. trust to
1: slow things down? Do you, do you trust the government for oversight? No, do you trust the developers do you trust the investors i where do you turn because i mean you are gonna that and that is that is a challenge because, right? there's, because everybody's got a conflict of interest there
2: and and uh... i mean if you're on the government side you know if you're a legislator of some some sort uh... or even the president those people even though they got to the level they're at are not the best people to talk to they need to know a lot of a little about a lot of different things right. not a lot about a little and here you need to have somebody knows a lot about this one thing and that that really narrows that scope down a lot
1: so is it Um, more a question of focusing it in the right direction well as you take a look at the opportunity for say space exploration you and i have had this conversation about the return on investment with nasa compared to everything else
3: Every
2: dollar that we put in the United States should go to NASA. Yes, seven x return on seven
1: x return. It's incredible. So, if you're looking at the ability to go out and space exploration or the the innovation that has come out of NASA projects, is it a question of focusing in the right direction at that point?
2: Maybe. I think that's an interesting. I think it's an interesting direction that we should go in, and maybe you know AI should be for the good of humanity, right? So, right, so how do you focus it that direction?
1: Okay, so now you have to get rid of the politics involved because China has one set of agendas, and we have a set of agendas, and Russia has a set yep. of agendas and you can't tell and they're me, not for the all
2: of humanity. You can't tell me that the AIs that have come out in China in the last three or four days, don't have an agenda behind Are them. good AIs. Yeah. Well, maybe they are, but they, they obviously but have an agenda, that agenda, you know, whatever that agenda is. And I'm sure it's, uh, you know, whatever the Chinese government wants that agenda to be. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah.
1: So the one thing popping through my head right now is <laughs> it, monkey, it, monkey body yeah. besides monkey body is in a hundred years when Viger comes home and we're all screwed because we're way past that, old technology. Vidra, by the way is in the first uh, Star, Trek Star Trek movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. one Voyager. Yeah, with yeah. off of Voyager brings back home. Off of you, the original if you, cast. If you've never seen it. And that scares me. Okay. Doesn't it scare you? Not really. The Tech Ranch. Super tall
0: The Tech Ranch. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the Guru of Geek, Marlo Anderson.
1: So do you want to know why? Why Marlo? Why? So, Tell me
2: why. This goes back to something you said to me a couple of weeks ago, and it's about about nukes. Okay. So, I mean, we we developed nukes to win World War II. Correct. Okay. And that was the rush at that time was to. I mean, it was it was not designed to be something that was good, but you have to make the argument that since then we've used that technology to do
1: something good with it. Power generation, that medicine, comes to mind. medicine nuclear yep. medicine yep. that's out there. Yep. You know, the, the ability to, don't think of it in the destructive term of a nuclear bomb, think of it as nuclear medicine, nuclear the, the ability to split the atom changed, it, it was a paradigm shift yep. for so many different spaces that you could progress into that there was a wall there before. And that wall's not there anymore.
2: Right. So that's how I look at artificial intelligence. Now, there are there going to be some missteps along the way? Probably. But I think, generally speaking, it's going to be for the betterment of, of humankind.
1: So, so think of it in terms of there have been missteps along the way in, in the nuclear space. The question always is, and always will be, is at what point is there the capacity to have a fully fatal misstep? That's the question. Sure. So that's when we start getting into the matrix and Terminator. And it's not the actual technology itself. It's the misstep that the human capacity in that equation made along the way. So I, I am,
2: I'm still optimistic. Oh, that doesn't scare you. No. All right. I mean, I, I just, I really, you know, I, I know I've, I've had, I've had, uh, I had a very serious conversation with some engineers last Saturday about my invention that someday I will let the world tell, I'll tell the world about, but, but right now I cannot do that. But, um, and it was really interesting when I had mentioned that I had been using my, my new assistant chat GPT and those professors, I could, I literally seen one of the professors roll their eyes and I'm like an engineer yeah, or an engineer. Yes. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. I, I mean, I understand, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't think they understood who they were talking to either. No, I'm not an engineer, but I've immersed myself in this. These but you things. did
1: stay at a Holiday Inn Express I did. last night, yeah.
2: So I'm capable of heart surgery and everything yeah. else. You know. Well,
1: you, you yeah, but he, okay. Here's the scary part, aren't you? With the help of your
2: assistant. Well, so that's the point I'm getting to, right? And and and, and valid, right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're 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 just making a joke because of the commercial that they air all the time. It's but, not a joke. But ChatGPT does level the playing ground. And what was interesting about this is that they rolled their eyes earlier in the conversation, but they tried and they tried to poke holes in everything that I presented to them. And at the very end of this, uh, when I was thinking that they were not going to be involved, they asked, What's the next step with us? So obviously, my little new assistant wasn't so bad after all. And the thing is, is that this assistant that I'm talking about accelerated by months me having that conversation with these engineers, because I could, I, I trained my, my chat GPT to understand my invention and, and what's possible. And it came back with some very interesting things. And I asked questions and tried to poke holes into it. And, and I, I couldn't poke enough holes into it. It always had a positive answer coming back. How this is this is still possible, you know. So anyway, uh, I just found it very fascinating that it brought me to a level playing field with somebody who had, you know, much more knowledge in this arena than I did.
1: So that brings up a, a tipping point question, and you know which movie I'm going to go to on, on this. <laughs> so at what point? And this is one of those missteps is the possibility of society becoming too reliant onto this because, Hey, if I can be a a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon without having to put in 12 or 14 years of my life to learn that breadth of knowledge, at what point do people stop doing that and become reliant on that technology? And then down the road we've become idiocracy. So the you, you don't dumbest. think electrolytes will cure everything? Uh, no, no. Brando is not what plants crave. By the by, the way, if you've never watched this
2: movie, <laughs> he's referring to *Idiocracy*. It is by far one of the. It's it's easily in the top five of all movies for me, and it never it never even gets mentioned anywhere. It's
1: prophetic. It, it is. is it, it is actually prophetic. See, I look at it is it's it's about the dumbing down of society, yeah. and if we're putting in place or achieving to the point technology that is going to precipitate that because I do truly believe people are inherently lazy, not individuals, but people, and will go to the path of least resistant, where if you become reliant on, oh, I don't have to do that, technology will, then at what point does that not become a self-fulfilling prophecy, in which case, now we don't have people going to school for 14 years to become a brain surgeon. And you start losing those skill sets. And now we've become that movie and Rondo becomes what plants crave. <laughs> I remember the scene when he goes in for his checkup or whatever. Yeah. She, she, he's, he's
2: getting a physical... Or whatever that they're doing to them. And she barely knows how to run the uh, the equipment right. to, to give the physical. She didn't know what buttons to push them, what they meant, and whatever. It's hilarious. But yet you're getting a health physical. Yes. Yeah. Then yeah.
1: so you don't have a barcode. How can I do this? Well, yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I agree with you there. And, and that probably is my biggest fear. Is that we're going to? It's it's like the you know a couple of years ago when cursive writing was not a requirement in school anymore. Right. And I, I just remember the outrage from people our age. Right. Like, are you kidding me? It's it's a skill set that you'll need to know how to use. But but the argument is is that who's using cursive anymore because everybody's on their smartphones and
1: computers. And and eventually somebody figures out cursive writing has always been it it. it it's what you become comfortable with as far as your penmanship. Right. So it gets bastardized. Yeah. It, it, and there is no cursive writing. There's the basics of cursive writing, but there is no cursive style right. because everybody adopts their own style somewhere between printing and cursive. And that's what your signature and your writing and all of that looked like. Yeah. So a hybrid. So it's the same scenario,
2: I think. And, and, uh, I hope we're not heading to a hybrid type of scenario. I, I mean, I think there's always going to be people that are going to want to learn more and more and more. I do believe that, you know, like a calculator in a classroom, you know, if you're in the math class helps you because hopefully you understand the fundamentals to, to get to the point where you're using that calculator so you can do the more advanced trig or whatever you're working on. Right? Is it about
1: the thirst for knowledge or in, in humans ability to strive to try to learn more? Because I think about, okay, artificial intelligence has the abilities to say space travel and we're going to send it off into space because it's incredibly dangerous for people to go into space. So we'll just send artificial intelligence and then we're our perception of what's out in space is based off of somebody actually not going there, but perception of that. Right. Yeah, we're out of time. It's a lot of...
2: Unbelievable. Three hours, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.
0: And that's a wrap on another fantastic episode of The Tech Ranch. Remember, if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. next time keep exploring the world of living with technology the tech ranch